the year 1980. The average cost of a new home, $68,700. Your annual income per year is $19,500. The average cost of a gallon of gas, $1.19. Crazy, right? <laughs> and a VCR, a Magnavox, VHS recorder, $700. A Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, $4.88. <laughs> An LCD watch. $35. Jimmy Carter is president, <laughs> and Mount St. Helens erupts, and the Rubik's Cube makes its national debut. Oh, and the world was never the same. The world was that. never the same. You know what else made the world change forever? Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> what, what, May... Was that 19th? May, 19th? May 17th or 19th? What was the other one? <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the others. It, um, it came out in May. Yeah, of, May of 1980. Yeah, May of 1980. I have it written down here somewhere. May 17th, 1980, it had its uh, debut in Washington, D.C. May 21st, 1980, for its worldwide debut. There we go, there we go. Well, on, uh, on May 21st, it only opened in 127 theaters. The Star Wars not really doing big openings. No, well, that was only a 70 millimeter run, uh -huh. and then and then for the next release a few weeks later, it was uh, the 35 millimeter run. Okay. So that was, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they, they and now did the that. Now the 70 millimeter run is like from one of like three directors and they open in like five theaters across the nation. <laughs> and Breakdown. <laughs> I guess from Glorious Bastards they had a critic screening <laughs> and it broke and they had to use the digital version. And yeah. Craig was like, the digital version looks better. <laughs> Take that, film people. <laughs> Empire no. Strikes Back. Empire. That, that, was, uh, that was my favorite when I was a kid. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, it's most it's most people's favorite. It is most people's favorite. It's, yeah. it's sort of unanimously sort of considered the apex of Star Wars. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And everything else is just running for second place for yeah. a lot of people. I uh, I refer to that movie as the snow movie to my mom. The snow movie. Remember, the VHS were out of reach. We were asking for the snow movie. She's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Which she's right, since they're only in the snow for like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, you <laughs> she's like, you mean the cloud movie? The cloud movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, see, I, I I don't know. Uh, it was my favorite. Then over the years, it's not. I mean, it's not bad in any way, shape, or form. It's <laughs> not my favorite. I don't I don't know if the uh, the nerds took over it, so it made me naturally just not want to be like them, or or if I just ran my course with it, or I don't know. It seems to me that my favorites are the same number in the trilogy, like the last one, the first one, then the second one. It, it seems to be my current uh, favorite running of the movies. So Jedi is your favorite of the original? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not on the same board with you on that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you got uh, 1980. So this is three years later. Yeah. Uh, of, yeah. Uh, from Star Wars. I yeah. mean, like from its initial release. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars had been running nonstop. Yes. For a while. Yes. <laughs> I had those numbers, but I said them last time, so yeah. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. They're not in my current notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anymore. Does and in the and the movie takes place three years later, right? Uh, I think I think it's three or four years. Yeah, they never they never Yeah, they, it's, the, it's, the rebels have been on a run for a I while. I feel like there I feel like there was a quick mention of it, but like nothing particular mm, value. Don't say anything. <laughs> I think it's three or four. Yeah. It, it doesn't really matter. Time has passed. <laughs> Everyone's grown up a little bit. Han, Han's much more bitter. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's like, yes it's not, it hasn't been a good three years for Han. He's been just 
he 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 sacrificed his money and for what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, I don't know if he gave the money back. I'm not sure. He had it. He had it. <laughs> he sp- he spent it all playing. Um, oh, I already forget what the Star Wars card game is. And Star Poker. Star Poker. <laughs> Star Baccarat. Um, like James Bond. Uh, Thir- Thirty-one instead of twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Jack. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, it's funny with Empire because people always talk about how much they love how dark it is, but. It's not really a dark movie. It's darker than A New Hope, yeah, but it's, it's not a dark movie. Yeah, I, I, it's like, you know, it doesn't end on a hopeful note, no, which is no. probably where a lot of that comes from. Yeah. You know, it's it ends with them losing, basically. Yeah. I mean, like, like it, the movie starts off with them losing. Yeah, it does, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, so you're introduced with uh, – Every video game developer's favorite level, Hoth, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, recreated that battle countless times over yes. throughout history because it's a st- visually striking. Yeah. And you don't have to do much work because it's just a lot of white. Yeah. Uh, you always have to fly through the ATAT legs. Yeah, you always every have time. to. Yeah, you have to go to first person mode. Yeah, trip trip them up or <laughs> just spend the next forty five minutes shooting at them until they explode. Yeah, because um, inevitably they will. But yeah, you're supposed to trip them up. I mean, like even the first like the like Atari game is the oh, same yeah. thing. Like you have to like try to trip them up and stuff, and like all the Star Wars games. Yeah, yeah, it's all well, the same. Well, it's funny because like the movies. Just as fun as A New Hope. I mean, yeah. Maybe slightly less fun, but I mean, it maintains that fun and everything in the same feel, like yeah. not being super dark. Yeah. And it's like, when you think of the story of A New Hope, it's a much darker story where you have this space station that can blow up planets, and they do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the rebel, the existence of the rebels is on the line, and yeah. nothing like that really happens in this one. I mean, they, they do get in a fight, and yeah. I mean, like, well, the, the movie starts off on Hoth, and basically the Empire is trying to find their base. So yeah. That's why they're sending out all those probe droids. Yeah. Because if you keep sending them out, you're inevitably going to find them. Yeah. And so they go out and investigate the probe droid that got out there. Mm. And I love the probe droid design. It's cool. I, the, the sound they make is iconic as hell. Oh, yeah. 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 In that very cool. Like, they're talking, oh, but... Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. <laughs> or men. Yeah. That's always the thing because like they always throw those, especially in the 3D video games, and you'll uh, always hear that before you see it, so you're like, oh no. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Star, Star Wars came out. It was obviously way bigger than everybody thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was huge. Which, which, so it's funny because uh, we talked about the toys last time, but. The toys didn't come out until 78. Yeah. Which is really funny. Yeah. And it's funny to, to think about, like, the Millennium Falcon toy, which is kind of the crown jewel for any yeah. toy. Like, you'll compare, like, well, that's the Millennium Falcon of these toys. That didn't come out until 79. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. I, I don't know how it was because I wasn't alive then, but it seems like just the popularity maintained between movies, which is kind of crazy to think of, <laughs> that it, it didn't seem to really drop, I mean, for kids. Yeah, Because the toys just kept coming yeah, out kids, and killing it. Kids don't let anything go for the longest time, especially back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the next year is still just like, oh, I still like Star Wars. I still play Star Wars. So yeah. Where's what's what do, what don't I have? That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy that they had that. Well, it's funny because um, obviously Lucas wanted to make the sequel. <laughs> and uh, and Star had, Wars two. Yeah, Star Wars two, which it was called for a while. It was called I, Ch- I, chapter two for a bit. I've I've gotten a couple of like old Starlog magazines. Yeah. And it's like called Star Wars two. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter two. Yeah. At one point, uh, New Hope was supposed to be episode seven. It was like, I mean, obviously Lucas uh, played around with the episode yeah. numbers for quite a while, but, uh, and there was, you know, originally 
nine, you know, three trilogies, and then yeah. there was two trilogy. Yeah, twelve at some point. I mean, twelve movies total. And there, yeah, that's he's always kind of jumped around. Until the Empire back. Strikes Back logo is very cool. It's very cool. Very yeah. cool. Kind of a off center. Off center, kind of, kind of and like, it's like yeah. got a really good font. And yes, like, it's very it's, cool. It's a really good design. They they use that logo for Tag of the Clones, which is really cool with the star at the top and the w, yeah. in the wars at the other side. And, yeah, yeah, really like that. If they did that for every movie, it would have worked just fine, <laughs> which is really cool. Well, so it's funny because he um, used the toys to finance Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> like he made a lot of money from A New Hope yeah. off of the merchandising rights, and they. That's why it took so long to come out because they were like, "Okay, how are we going to use this to make money for the next movie?" And they and they did. Did the distribution rights like count for like things that weren't toys? Like I'm, a, I'm just like you know I'm sure it counted for like clothes. Yeah, it was stuff. the license. But like stuff. like soundtrack. Yeah, that was, all, that was all him. And like inevitably home video release and stuff. I yeah, know, like I'm, I'm distribution sure. stuff is kind of funny that way. Like, yeah, I don't know about on video, but I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm I, sure. I can't imagine him making like. Like, because he wouldn't be the distributor, so Fox would have been the distributor for them. So yeah, the only um, so. they were the distributor for A New Hope, and that was it. Well, who's the distributor for the home video releases? Oh, because home video releases are different than theatrical distribution. Yeah, well, um, Fox was, but only because Lucasfilm made a deal with them, and they were because because they had because since Lucas had the sequel rights. Fox had the right of first refusal for yeah. all the sequel distribution, right. so they went to them and they had a deal. Um, I have, I have it all written down here, <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, they, so it was crazy because Lucas was going to make a lot more money off of this. <laughs> and with Fox, they were like, okay, you can either make this much or you can make nothing. <laughs> and the deal was obviously not in Fox's favor. Yeah. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, so Lucas, the profits that Lucasfilm was going to make off of Empire Strikes Back was 80% and Fox was going to make 20. Wow. <laughs> and then by the next year, uh, <laughs> Lucasfilm made 90%. and um, Fox made 10, so they were able to push it even further. Because if Fox refused, Lucas would have just gone to somebody else, yeah. and Fox would have made nothing. Yeah. And Alan Ladd Jr., the guy who was the head of the creative department of Fox, who was the whole reason that the first movie got made, was like, look, guys, we need to make something off of this, and if we say no, he's just going to leave. And yeah, Lucas uh, Lucas wasn't going to mess around. <laughs> he wasn't going to give them any rights. <laughs> he wasn't going to give them any more because he didn't have to. And with, with the toys, he was really making a whole bunch of money on it. Yeah. Because like in 1978, Kenner made $100 million off the toys. And, and in 79, they had passed $200 million. <laughs> Like They were just making a ridiculous amount of money. And that was how Empire got made. That's, I mean, that's clearly seems what his intention was at the gate when he made those deals. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. just... Yeah, I mean, I don't think they knew that the merchandising was going to do that well, but I mean, it sure worked well, out for them. Well enough to had to have some sort of inclination that, I mean, like a lot of that stuff just seems so perfectly designed for merchandising. So. Yeah, totally. They, they said, Lucas said the only thing were the toys ever affected the way the actual movie was made because he said because he got a lot of heat in uh, Empire for the Ewoks because they was just trying to make a teddy bear Care Bear thing yeah. and he was like no that's not why I'm doing it he's like if I was going to sell toys I'd come up with something much more creative <laughs> you, you said Empire but you meant Jedi I, mean, I, meant <laughs> yeah, Jedi. I just wanted to make I'm, sure that, I'm, that, I'm, that I'm was, Jedi. I knew you knew you went to that I just wanted to make sure that was on the record <laughs> what I mean and what I say are two different things <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, so uh, General Riken if you remember that guy yeah. or no not Riken it's uh, General Nadine Nadine yeah he's the guy with the beard when when Admiral Ackbar's yeah, yeah, talking yeah. in there, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 
Originally, he didn't have a beard, and then they saw the pictures of the toys, and for some reason, Kenner gave him a beard, so they had to give the actor a beard, <laughs> and they said that was the only time that the toys affected the way the movie was made. That's so, so dumb, and I love it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, damn. <laughs> Guess we gotta give you a beard. Why did they give him a beard? I don't, I don't know why. The, the guy was ugly, and they wanted to give him a beard. <laughs> the mold, the head sculpt came back so bad, they're like, uh, <laughs> just, just cover it up. <laughs> that guy was in uh, the show Luther with Idris Elba. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, why does this guy look really familiar? And I looked him up and I was like, that's General Nadine. <laughs> that was a weird one to watch. So funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, anyway, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, let me see, I said most of this stuff, but yeah, so, anyway, so the the deal obviously was was a pretty big deal for for Lucas, Lucas. to find a dist- yeah. distributor because obviously all the uh, attention was on the Star Wars sequel, yeah. and then of course Fox wanted to get more yeah. than they were already going to get, and yeah. Lucasfilm had a lot of weight to, to throw yeah. around. Yeah, well, and at this point, George Lucas is now trying to put together a studio, like yes, yes. an actual like. Yeah, cause his, it, yeah. Like break away from the Hollywood system, kind of. Yeah. Well, his like, he, he, what he really wanted was the ranch, Skywalker Ranch, and the money from Empire was going to make the ranch because he always had a dream from the beginning with Coppola, like even back uh, before THX was made, because when they made American Zoetrope, their dream was to not have to make movies in Hollywood, which was in San Francisco, which isn't really that far away. But, yeah, and, it's far away now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and uh, so they wanted to make a community where filmmakers could like work together and hang out, which is what Skywalker Ranch is. Yeah, because you know you always see movies mastering done at Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, just it, like just like with ILM and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so. So, so that was their dream, and that's what because with Empire, he said this movie. The point of this movie is to make the ranch, and that was all he ever wanted to do. You typically don't trust a person that owns a ranch that, is, that isn't, like, a farmer. So, it's a movie ranch. It's a movie ranch. It's a Spawn's movie ranch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so they went to Fox and said, uh, you're going to give us the remaining licensing rights, the characters, because Lucas didn't have the characters. And, and then they told him, and you're still not going to get any rights to the sequels. And then they had a meeting, you know, and they said, well, okay, Keeping this guy's character rights is like keeping his kid, so let's just give it to him. And, and that was Al Mad Jr., who, again, is the reason the first movie got made. And he continued to champion I mean, Star Wars. It, it's, it was never a deal that was ever particularly bad for Fox. Like, at the end of all of it. like even They just wanted more. They just wanted more. And they always want more. can't blame them for that, but they also never really... Like, all, the more they lost, they still kept making a buttload of money off yeah. of just this existence of Star for, Wars. For just distributing. For just distributing movies. Yeah. And inevitably, home video releases, which really weren't a major thing at this point in time. No, 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 no. I mean, you were, they were, they're, they're, they're you know, a very short amount of time away from just mm-hmm. having, tapping that keg and just having this never-ending flow of cash coming in from Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's only one movie out that I didn't know. And I'm sure a lot of people just thought that it was going to come and go. Yeah. Like anything else. Yeah. They know that it would be what it is today, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let me see here. Yeah, so the the deal Lucasfilm had over Fox was insane, <laughs> and it was just so funny how much how much weight they could throw around, and how much Fox didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah, and and the deal was, um, you know, that Lucas would have final cut, Fox wouldn't have any creative control at all; they would only be the distributor. And so, out of a a four dollar ticket, Lucasfilm would make two seventy four, and Fox would get sixty eight cents. With the New Hope, Lucasfilm got seventeen cents and Fox got three twenty five. Okay. So the tables have definitely turned. Yeah. 
But, well, when they gave Lucas those sequel rights and the license rights, not thinking they weren't giving him anything, because he took that yeah. stuff in lieu of actual pay yeah. for producing, directing, and writing, and they thought he was an idiot for doing that, and he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Or was hoping yeah. he knew what he, he was doing. He had uh, a brazen amount of confidence in his work. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, uh, everything his stuff is is confidence. Yeah, like... I mean, just to think of Star Wars, the first one, just nobody, about, nobody believed in it. Yeah, think about how much, co- how like confidence to a stupid fault. Yes, there is zero percent guarantee <laughs> that this movie is going to make any more than you know. Yeah, just a, yeah. your average movie. Yeah, especially a movie that opened. And what did we say? Like thirty-three screens when it opened. Yeah, yeah. Stupid yeah. Like, that. Like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, and they like had to convince the 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 the, the theatrical. People. Like, yeah, the, the theater chains. <laughs> the theater chains that hold the movie. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't even screen it because they just yeah. thought it looked so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Which but, is so funny to yeah. think of. Yeah. yeah. It's 1977 was a different time. We went through the movies of the year that year. You saw just sort of... Yeah. Most of it was, like, serious or sports movies. And those <laughs> are your, sort of your two choices. And a lot of documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Still doing uh, what Hollywood did. Yeah. Especially back then was to take a big book and yeah. to make that year your big yeah. movie. Yeah, Which obviously still happens. But. I mean, think about it, like with with back to back years. You had in seventy six, you had Rocky, and in seventy seven, you had Star Wars, which is these two like creator created and oh, controlled oh, yeah. stories that sort of never should have been oh, anything yeah. more than they were. Yeah, and they became these massive, massive successes and franchise against against sort of all common sense of what Hollywood was doing at the time. Yeah. Especially, like, I mean, Star Wars and Rocky. I mean, like, Rocky won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, this is, you know, a rookie who, up to this point, had nothing going for him except for maybe he was, like, a bit part in a porno. <laughs> Which became big later. Which became big later. And it's just like, you couldn't understand him. Yeah, this, like, mumbly weirdo is selling us this script that is good. But, like, nobody's going to see this. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that movie probably didn't cost that much money. Yeah. Yeah, which is always which is always the thing. Yeah, that was sort of, like, that was the advantage that Rocky had, where it was cheap to make. Yes. And it doesn't really star huge anybody. No. Like, we got, Paul, the, pe- we got the Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you got Burgess Meredith is, like, the biggest name in that movie. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like, and, the, uh, yeah. Polly. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got Coppola's sister. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, and it's funny, too, because sequels were not a guarantee back in those days. No. Like, because, like, The Godfather 2 was a very successful critically movie. Yeah. And it, Academy Awards did a bunch, but financially it didn't make that much money. Yeah. Jaws 2 would have been out around this time, too. Like, like, like. like when did was, that come out? I was thinking like 1980 or something. Yeah, because it's 79, 80, something. 79, 80. Uh, it was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. It wasn't. It was by any of the imagination a big movie, especially yeah. considering how big Jaws was. Yeah. I think Halloween 2 came out the same year as, or the year after Empire. I think it was 81. Mm, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, so it's funny. they Because, I mean, for with the amount of money the Lucasfilm was putting into Empire, they had to be, be the most successful sequel ever to yeah. break even. Yeah. <laughs> and if, obviously, if Lucas didn't, uh, if he didn't follow through with it, he was going to be financially ruined for the rest of his life. Because <laughs> the because Empire kept going over budget. Yeah, like it was expensive, then it kept going over. It, it's it truly it, it, Star Wars clearly truly belongs with Disney since that's just the Disney way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it, it, and it's funny for us to imagine that with sequels because for us, sequels are always a big. I mean, yeah. look at every movie coming out in the summertime; they're always just sequels, <laughs> sequels yeah. or remakes or prequels or whatever. Yeah, sequels. I mean, like uh, even even after Empire sequels, like James Bond movies are a different thing entirely. Yeah, they're 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 just so tangentially sequels. Yeah, it's like it's, yeah, it's the same guy, but it's not like there's a story. There's no, not like no. there's anything. That makes it. It's like Godfather Two is continuing a story. Yeah, that, 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 that was, that's that, where it's dangerous. That it's, was kind of the precursor. To, yeah, I don't think I don't know if movies have done, done a sequel like Godfather had. Oh, there had been. I mean, like, mm. I mean, like you know, the Universal movies, monster movies, had all been sort of following up their storylines and mm. stuff and doing things like that. Where, yeah, like it wasn't uncommon. And, yeah, yeah. You know, there was sequels for sure, but they yeah. were not slam dunks. Yeah, because no. there was like. Five Planet of the Apes sequels. Yeah, I don't know what how uh, long took those eventually come out, but but confusing uh, titles. Confusing titles. Con- conquer the beneath the Planet of the Apes War. The Planet. And they continue that with the new ones. Yeah, I never yeah. know if Rise or Dawn is the first one <laughs> of the new ones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they both they both work. <laughs> yeah, they yeah they both make they, they both mean the same thing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so it's, it's really confusing. Yeah. They're, they're both really good. I I personally like the second one. I like I like I like that franchise. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 the special effects are scary. They're scary good. Yeah, I'm very impressed with how, like how seamless they're integrated into that world. And it's, yeah, it's, it's scary how good. Those yeah, are. No, it's, that 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 was a great franchise. It may still keep going. Uh, there might be a fourth one apparently it's the, in the works I didn't love the third one it wasn't bad but I wasn't yeah, feeling well, it I liked it it's yeah. fine I, I want to watch it again because it was a pretty misleading title with war yeah <laughs> it was more like skirmish of the planet of the Apes. yeah which which isn't bad but it, yeah. it, it, it was misleading for me who had been waiting cold war of the planet of the Apes. <laughs> uh, but yeah that's no, but yeah sequels sequels I mean it, it, sequels didn't really hit off in the american consciousness so like with the exception of empire until like you know well because empire changed everything yeah and they realized how much money they could make off these sequels. yeah but even then like even shortly after empire you really can't pinpoint until like terminator 2 came out yeah you really can't pinpoint a whole lot of uh, like back to the future did the yeah that's planning, true yeah. planning and stuff you know the indiana jones movies yeah that's true but yeah. that's unfair with the indiana jones movies because of the lineage of those yeah that came from. yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, Die Hard's lethal. Die weapons, Hard's, but like, but like Die Hard Two wasn't a no, it wasn't a slam dunk. No, for the studios, but and like, like the Back to the Futures were million Death Wish. Yeah, but a lot of those again, those was the same thing where it's like that first one was a massive hit, and then the sequels just sort of were hits, but like in a different sense. Hmm. A lot of these, and especially you're getting into the era where stuff is going to start coming on TV as well now too. Uh. So like you know HBO is really just around the corner at this point back then it was just home box office yeah it's still like by like but like by like 89 or whatever like hbo was a huge deal and you were getting movies that you're paying for but you know that's where a lot of people were watching a lot of the like, uh, these, that, these that weird things sense. yeah because yeah, you didn't see it in the theaters you didn't see it yeah so it does make sense yeah yeah you know once like Hollywood, I mean, you know, movies take two, three years to make. So when something happens, it takes them two, three years to yeah. cash in on that. Yeah. So it, it does make sense. It's so weird to have these sort of that window closed so tight now from theatrical to home release. Yeah, it's not it's, even worth seeing them theaters necessarily because it, it's, it's so quick. It's like six months at this point now, and that's like for three months sometimes. It depends on the, what the movie is and its success rate. Cats, like, Cats is coming out on video tomorrow. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure you can. I'm pretty sure there's like 
Yeah, January fifteenth, you'll be able to get it on Voodoo. <laughs> uh, just, just because I, I'm sure that movie's gonna kill on home video. <laughs> my, step, everyone... my stepdaughter went and saw it actually. <laughs> she said it was uh, very weird. <laughs> it seems like that's what everyone's general reaction. Cats and by default is very weird. So yes, you just put some unhinged people behind creating <laughs> a movie like it. It sounds appropriate, like you know. I'll definitely see it when it comes out in video because it sounds fascinating. I'll see anything. It sounds weird, but like weird, but not terrible kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. like no, no uh, extended rape scenes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the girl with the dragon tattoo. You're like, yeah. why is this scene going on for so long? Why is this still going? Yeah, you're like, am I supposed to be into this? Yeah. Like, like, why, why is this still happening? This is saying more about the director than anything. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to Empire. Back to Empire. Before we go off on all these. Yeah, before we start talking about, before we start our new program where we just talk about the movies that we just saw. So rape scenes in movies. Yeah. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in America. History of Violence. <laughs> Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's funny because in the opening crawl for Empire, it says that Vader is obsessed with finding Luke Skywalker. Now, <laughs> I never really thought about this because for, you know, 15 years of watching Star Wars, I didn't really read the opening crawl. So... So when in A New Hope, when Vader's right behind Luke, he says, the Force is strong with this one. Obviously, he knows he's going to learn that his name is Skywalker. Yeah. So he has to know that this is his kid. Yeah. So when he's talking to the Emperor later, and he's like, how is this possible? Is he just playing the Emperor? Because he's obviously trying to find Luke, because yeah. originally you think it's to get revenge for the Death Star. Yeah. But he obviously wants to find Luke to turn him well, to go get yeah. the Emperor. I mean, because inevitably you find out that he really is trying to turn Luke to his side. Yeah. Not, wants, the dark, not the side of the Emperor, but to his, his side. Because he wants to go kill the Emperor. Yeah, he wants to kill the Emperor. Yeah. Because that's the deal with Star Wars. Yeah, which is really cool because he says we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Yeah. And that's basically the same thing he says to Padme. So yeah. it's like cool that Vader's thinking is that's, still the same. His brain works, is wired in a very specific way. Yeah, and it's the same. Yeah, he wants to kill the Emperor and he wants yeah. to take over. He still wants to do good by running. Yeah, what's funny with, um, okay, spoiler territory here for (laughs) Rise of the Skywalker, Uh, we're just going to talk about it open, it's been almost a month at this point, I feel like I could talk about it a little bit, Um, it's funny to see them sort of delve too hard into that um, killing the Emperor and taking over kind of situation, because that's sort of the whole plot point of the end of this, where... All she, if she has, if she strikes down the Emperor in anger, which is what the Emperor is trying to do mm. at the end of Jedi, is to get Luke. If you strike him down in anger, then you know that's you. That's your you going to the dark side. Mm. But this one, it turns it up to a thousand, where he's <laughs> trying to get her to strike him down in anger, so that the spirit of the Sith can go inside, and he so she becomes the ruler of the Sith and he lives on. That's like their way of force ghosting it. Lives to live on through the anger that by striking him down was. And it's like, you took it one step too far. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think in Jedi, he doesn't actually want him to kill him. He just wants him to strike for him and he will stop him, but he wants him just to take that step into trying to kill him. I mean, at the same time, the history has now been rewritten for that where it's no he wants he's trying to get luke to kill him so it turns turns him not fully dark and you know palpatine's spirit lives on within him kind of thing the way 
That's that's the Sith version of a Force ghost, basically. <laughs> if you kill me in anger, then I li- get to live for as long as you're living until the next person strikes you down in anger. Also, I figured out how to live forever with through clones and <laughs> computers. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure... Um, so I think Vader wants to get Luke to try and turn to the dark side, but then the Emperor finds out about Luke being yeah. Anakin's kid. So then Vader has to follow the orders to try and freeze him to take him there. I think I'm pretty sure that's what happens. I love the line delivery of sister. That's a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 oh yeah. I mean in this yeah. franchise. Yeah. At the end of that one. Just the way his line delivery of that is Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's very good. That, that's one I've used many times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, someone's let me get the uh, the Star Destroyer shooting at the probe droids. Yeah, they went. Uh, the the Star Destroyer and the New Hope was three feet, and this one was eight feet long. <laughs> <laughs> they had a little bit more money. Well, and they said since there wasn't a um, Star Destroyer, they could put their money in or in a Death Star, they put their money into the Star Destroyer. It's funny because like they just recently released a Star Destroyer in Lego. Yeah. That's like Ultimate Collector Series, which is the big boys. Oh. And it's like you know seven hundred dollars, and that means it's almost to scale to the a New Hope prop because it's about it's like probably two and a half three feet long, mm-hmm. which means it puts it at scale for the original a New Hope prop, which oh, is insane yeah. to think about. One thing I didn't realize in this movie is this is the first time you go into a Star Destroyer because in the first one you're yeah. in the Death Star. That's I'm, true. I'm pretty sure I, I I thought that when I was watching it. See Vader on the bridge and everything, and I was like, "Do we not go into a Star?" I don't think you go into a Star Star. I just realized that because you see the Star Star going to the Death Star a bunch of times. Yeah, well, but then it cuts to them inside. Well, and the beginning is them going after the Tantive. Yeah, and it's in the. So some of those early scenes could be. I think the Star Destroyer. They don't make any clear shots. Yeah, I I, I guess when the probe uh, shoots out the escape pod and you see the guy with the gun. Yeah. I guess that's in a Star Destroyer, but yeah. all you do is let that see out the window. Yeah. So you technically don't even see inside of it. It's so funny after we were talking about, like, what the hell's a moth? Or a moth, oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff. In, like, the next episode of, like, The Mandalorian, you meet a character whose title is Moth, and you're like, <laughs> okay, well, there's... I guess I'm not... I, I don't pay that close attention to the titles, but just it was just... No, it just popped in my head. It's like, that's funny. Just like, we just had this conversation, and just immediately, hey, here's Mop. It's funny with the uh, probe droid, because it looks pretty small, but it's actually like six feet tall. <laughs> like, because they never get close to it. Yeah. And when you see the model, it's like huge. Yeah. It's yeah. big enough to where they could be at a distance and be able to, like, take pot shots at it with a handheld blaster. Yeah, totally, yeah. So. Then they, they shot that stuff in Norway. Norway? Yeah. Like Lucas said, you have to shoot the stuff somewhere. <laughs> like you need to look at least back then. Yeah, <laughs> so they had to go there. And not only is it different, but I like in that I like in the scene after. So Luke is you know captured by the, the Wampa. Wampa. Um, <laughs> Wampa Stompa. I remember that's the password for Shadows of the Empire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you said that, and I rang a big bell in my head, but I, but I didn't know why. Uh, I like that Luke is like clinging to life, and that's when Obi Wan decides to show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you need to go to Dagobah. I'm kind of busy. <laughs> just, no, you got to get to bed. He, he felt this pain and suffering from yeah. the force, and he really had to go there. He's like, Luke. He's like, Luke's not gonna get on this one on his own. Yeah, he needs he needs he needs my moral support. Yeah, well, and it's cool because Hoth not only is it different and cool looking, but it also serves as a story purpose where. 
they're going somewhere where they wouldn't think the Empire would think that they were. Yeah. <laughs> just like the guy says, he's like, oh, it's unsettled. It's, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, yeah, which is really cool. And then, then we get the first use of go motion with the Tauntauns, which was, because stop motion looked like really jarring and like everything still. Yeah. When they, go motion added a little bit of motion blur in there. Hmm. Yeah. So, so it, I mean, you look at the stop motion, it looks really good in this. I mean, the Tauntauns especially, you can see it sometimes. Yeah. at look great. You can great. definitely tell with the Tauntaun that it's not like a traditional puppet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's cool. The Tauntauns are supposed to be more lizard-like. Yeah. Like, you know, without the fur and stuff. And there's like an early scene where like it was going to get shot at by an AT-AT and they could like hop in there like a deer and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, they couldn't do that. I, I love uh, I uh, Super Empire Strikes Back, where you like start the game off on a Tauntaun. Oh, that's true, yeah. And it's just like, I, the one thing I always remember as a kid watching that, I was very impressed by was the animation sprites for the Tauntaun had steam coming out of its nose oh, and it yeah. was breathing. If you That's... notice on the Tauntaun, it has four nostrils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had the a toy of it, and I was like, oh, four nostrils? <laughs> and with the infamous uh, forever used line from Han later on, with the, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> like, and, and that's just... It's made its way into just as much as uh, use the force uh, and may the force be with you. Uh, yeah. It's just as much as. It, it was funny with that because when he cuts up the stomach, I thought because I've never heard of this technique as a little kid, so I thought it was just like for the heat to go next to it. Yeah. I didn't know that they, you know, take the guts out and stuff Luke inside yeah. of there. Like, yeah. I hadn't seen the Revenant yet. <laughs> poor, poor Luke, man. If it smelled as bad as he did, Han just shoved him in there, gets back to the, the base, and just like, oh. No, no, wonder, no, no wonder why I has to go soak in that tank for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back to tank. Yeah, yeah. Luke in a diaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big, big old space diaper. <laughs> big Luke space diaper. Well, it's funny when they did that one, they wanted the the light to come from the, the back to tank. Yeah. So what they did was they had a light under Luke, and then they had a mirror above him. So the light was reflecting off of that. Yeah. Because they wanted the light just to come from that. Mark Hamill says he remembers absolutely that. He doesn't remember any of that. He doesn't uh, remember filming that in uh, the slightest. Uh, yeah. well, he, he had to learn. He had to learn scuba stuff. Yeah. To, to do it because yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like a stunt, but it is a stunt. Yeah. And so the heat from the light cracked the mirror. Oh, and, good. and it fell down in like these two giant pieces. And Mark was minutes away from going in. And Irvin Kirshner's like, if he went in, I don't know if Mark would have survived that one, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Just all those, all those little things. Oh, I, I think this is a good time to talk about Urban Kirshner. Urban Kirshner. So Lucas did not want to direct ever again. <laughs> he had such a terrible experience on A New Hope. And obviously he was in the position where he could be a producer that was like a TV show producer where he was in charge of absolutely the, everything. The, the director is following your orders. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're doing the shot list you make. They're doing the script yeah. that you approve. The characters, is everything yeah. is off of his approval. He yeah. just didn't want to be there on the set day to day shooting it. It's the Walt Disney factor. Nobody, mm. Nothing was done without Walt's approval. Yeah. And no, Walt never directed a single movie. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But the Jerry Bruckheimer of his day. Yeah, but you weren't gonna. <laughs> but there wasn't a single thing that wasn't gonna go across his desk that you worked on. Yeah, and it's the same thing with um, George with the Star Wars sequels. Yeah, I mean, he, he said it was um, Kirshner would do things that he wouldn't have done. He's like, I mean, they were bad. They were just yeah. not the way I would have done them. But obviously, he was extremely happy with Kirshner, and he knew Kirshner from um, from USC. I don't know if he ever taught him, but Kirshner was a teacher. 
and he had known him. And Kirshner was actually one of the judges for his uh, short of uh, THX. Yeah. So they had known him, and Kirshner obviously made movies. And he did more character-focused movies, and that's what they were looking for, was someone who could – because that's where they wanted to put yeah. the, the focus of Empire. And he was experienced. Yeah. So they wanted someone that could handle a big movie like that. And they wanted, obviously, someone who understood – Star Wars, someone who yeah. understood action, adventure, and fantasy. Yeah. And actually, Kirshner was going to make a fantasy movie. <laughs> he was going to make a fantasy musical. Mm. So when they approached him about this, it was kind of uh, what he was looking to do anyway. <laughs> and Kirshner didn't want to do it because he said, with the sequel, the attitude was, if the movie did well, the producer got the credit. If it did bad, you got the credit. <laughs> yeah. So, and obviously, who would want to follow up Star Wars? Yeah. Especially, I'm sure most people who heard of a Star Wars sequel thought it was just going to be... A rehash, just yeah. another Death Star. Yeah. And just the same thing. Yeah. No, he saved that for the third one. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like a new hope, there, even though there's a Death Star. <laughs> Kushner didn't really do a whole lot. No, I mean, he, yeah, he'd been, I mean, he, like, he was an older dude. Yeah, but like, before that, he, there, he'd done several movies as a director. Yeah. But like, nothing, you know, massive. Yeah. And then afterwards, he did like, Robocop 2. Uh, and pre- and the and the around. and the bad fake Bond movie. Never say never again. Yes, never say never again. I remember that. Yeah, um, he did something else. I just saw that I was surprised. I can't remember what it was anymore. I think he did a couple of episodes of. Um, what was the amazing stories and like Sequest or something? Oh yeah, I think he did the first episode of Sequest. Yeah, if you like developed it or whatever. But but they wanted him because he had a fine sense of timing. In the sense of humor, and you know, was into developing the human relationships. Yeah. And, and he's and Kirshner told them he would only do it if they thought that it could be better than the first one. <laughs> and Lucas said that that's what he wanted too. And it's not a sequel; it's a continuing saga. Okay, which is exactly how he looked at it. Um, and it's cool too when you look at the movie because Kirshner does a really, really good job of maintaining Lucas's style. Yeah, like it really looks like like the kind of same off-center angles and that kind of stuff. Like he really does a good job. In making it fit in with the first movie, and it's, it's, and I was, I was surprised watching it again how just how much Empire feels like a New Hope, just like it's fun, it's quick, yeah. and instead of like a big action scene in the beginning and stuff, it's just like a bunch of little spurts of action, which is kind of cool, but it maintains that excitement, and there's just like constantly things happening, and then obviously you get the big fight and everything, but it, but it, but it was really cool. Um, how much it feels like Star Wars without actually following a New Hope in, in their footsteps? Yeah. So uh, this is another funny uh, pre-production story was after Star Wars came out, obviously everybody wanted sci-fi. Yeah. Then Battlestar Galactica was, <laughs> uh, was the first one. It was Star Wars on TV. And they had ILM working for them. And obviously after Star Wars, n- nobody at ILM had a job because there was nothing else like that. Yeah. So they were all making Battlestar Galactica. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> which the original title of Battlestar Galactica was Galactica, Saga of a Star World. <laughs> and, uh, and Lucas got sent the script and he asked them not to call it Star World, not to use the name Starbuck or Skylar, and not to call the robots droids. And there was also an emperor <laughs> and everything, and Battlestar Galactica refused to do that. I don't think. Don't they have, like, when you, because, like, the android stuff, like, with the, 
because some of the some of the Android phones were like droids and stuff like that. I yeah. think they had to pay Star Wars for that. Yeah, I think they did too. So I think state they, they whole like like Lucasfilm wholly owns droid. Yeah, because it's. A yeah. certain version of Android, Android but, but it's, it's not, not the word Android, which is just a common word. Yeah they, yeah, they created a different thing, and they like would have, and they used it for marketing purposes and stuff too, and they made cartoons and stuff uh, based yeah. off the word droid. So I'm assuming they owned and still own it. And I just remember that being a story, <laughs> like the yeah. droid debacle. Oh uh, yeah. Um, well, because so Lucas asked them not to use that stuff. Battlestar Galactica refused. Well, I guess they changed the title. Which I never realized how much it was like Star Wars Battlestar. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought that before. Yeah, that and, reminds me there was a. T- <laughs> well, and they sent them a letter asking yeah. them to halt production, and they didn't do it again. I remember somebody back in the day. There were two video games that were out at around the same time, and one of them was called Kill Zone, and another one was called Dead Space. And I'm like, that is the exact <laughs> same title. It's like, yeah, murder area or something <laughs> like. <what's laughs> It was like we were joking. A uh, hard to kill. There's hard to a kill. Sequel called the uh, uh, what was it? Say? It's difficult. To kill. Difficult to kill. <laughs> difficult to kill. <laughs> it's not. It's not impossible to kill him. Just hard to kill. It's, him. Just, it's, just it's a bit of an inconvenience you're to gonna, get there. You're gonna run your A game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it not like uh, taking candy from a baby. Yeah. You gotta get. Yeah. You gotta get John Wick out here. You can't just have any <laughs> some sort of scrub off the street. <laughs> scrub. <laughs> so uh, Lucas was mad about this because not only were they basically just ripping off Star Wars, but also they were dominating the TV, TV version of Star Wars. He, yeah, so he was like, if I wanted to do that, I couldn't because you've already ruined it. Yeah, and, I mean, he never did. So. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a couple of attempts at Star Wars stuff early on, but... Yeah, well, and it's funny, too, because not only was Battlestar Galactica stupid and everything, but, but Lucas, they needed the ILM guys back to make Empire. <laughs> so that was kind of the importance of their... I don't I don't remember if uh, they were able to halt production on Battlestar or what, but they had to get all their guys back so they could make this movie, which is hilarious. <laughs> so they like, went after them legally. I mean, it, it makes sense because they wanted it, you know, to not run yeah. it. And they needed their guys back. So funny. Um, so Lee Brackett, she was a female writer. She was the female writer. She wrote, a, wrote, a Howard, wrote a lot of Howard Hawks movies. Yeah, and she did a lot of like strange Sci-fi. fiction and yeah stuff. and she um they didn't use anything from her script because they just said it was from a different era they said it was good it just wasn't star wasn't wars good, yeah. and she followed lucas's outline and stuff but yeah she just wasn't yeah she just wasn't doing what they wanted yeah i remember she like she gets a like a special thank you credit or something. she gets she gets just a writing credit i don't even think she gets this yeah i think i think it's like a uh, yeah, when you see it, it says yeah. screenplay by lee brackett yeah and they've used like nothing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they used nothing yeah. of what she did, yeah. and um, and uh, they said, you know, because this was this was up through the guilds, yeah. and they said if it was, she wouldn't get credit. But Lucas yeah. said that you know he yeah. liked her, and she put a lot of hard work into it, so he yeah. gave her credit. Anyway. It was it was kind of not like a woman working on sci-fi was, especially theatrically, would have been kind of unheard of at the time anyway. Yeah. So he gave her a shot, and yeah, well, he didn't like her script, and he was going to tell her. You know about yeah. the rewrites, and yeah. she was in the hospital, <laughs> and then Poor she lady. died a couple weeks later because she had cancer. Yeah. Then they brought in Lawrence Kasdan, Lawrence Kasdan, who Lucas had hired to write Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. And uh, you know he was at lunch with them, and he was like, uh, "God, I need a writer for Star Wars. You want to do it?" And he's like, "Well, you haven't even written my Raiders of the Lost Ark script yet." And he's like, "Well, I'll read that over the weekend, and if I don't like it, you don't have the job." <laughs> 
it's on the it's on the same like uh, when your doctor calls you. No news is good news. If you don't hear from us, the yep. results came back okay. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Kazdin's working with uh, working with Lucas was hard because he doesn't tell you when he likes stuff. He only tells you if he doesn't like it. So, <laughs> so he said that, uh, you know, you're sitting there watching Lucas read and he doesn't say anything. And he's like, George, are you liking it? And he's like, oh, I don't say anything if I like it. <laughs> and then he said, uh, he said silence was his only reward. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Again, you know, being what this show is connected to, that is very much Walt Disney. Yeah, uh, yeah. You never really, you never got a thank you or good job or anything from Walt Disney. All you ever, if it was silence, like it, it was a big deal if he ever complimented your work. Ah, uh, yeah. And you like, you clung to that because it just he wasn't, he didn't work that way. It was just this needs to get done. We need to get it done. If it was the good, only way, if, if it wasn't was good, good, he wouldn't make it. Yeah, if it wasn't good, it wasn't going to make it into the thing. So if it made it into the thing, that's your good job. You actually did something that I want in my movie. Yeah. As opposed to when it's bad, I'm going to tell you it's bad and it's going to devastate you, but. Yeah, it's bad. I, I, this is not me, my absurdly high standard of quality. For yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, so uh, a cool thing. I mean, not if it would have worked, but uh, maybe they would if they could have. The the Wampa in the Lee Brackett script swam like in the snow. Ooh, which sounds that'd cool. Weird. Yeah, so, I'd love to have seen that. Yeah, I don't know if they didn't like it, they just kind of do it. It that sounds like that would have been really hard. Yo, totally. Yeah. Like that stop motion. Stop motion in like you're you're doing it in like real snow. Yeah. That would have been so hard to like pull off. Yeah. I think we were talking about it. You're saying that the the shot of the Wampa yeah, the the when you see him roaring before he takes down Luke, yeah, it was shot in California, not Norway. Yeah, it's a hand puppet, <laughs> and, and and the way they did that was, um, I don't remember who shot it, but um, they said, um, you know, the sky's the sky, no matter what part of the planet you're on. So you just shoot it at an upward angle, and it looks like you're in yeah. the same place. Yeah, you've got you've got a hand puppet and a blue sky behind you. Yeah, it's the same thing as if you had the full suit. Yes, and. Uh, blue sky behind it yes. <laughs> well they were never happy with the wampa suit because you don't see it yeah especially anymore like even in the old one you never really saw it yeah because it looks stupid it's fun they never it's funny with the exception of shadows of the empire the wampa was never like despite it being sort of this iconic sort of creature uh, yeah. that people remember yeah uh, it doesn't really play a factor in anything remember shadows of the empire oh yeah and when you go to the i forget the planet where you get the jetpack I remember. Uh, they have sandy. They have rocky. they have the sand wampus, <laughs> the brown wampus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those guys mess you up. They sneak up behind you, and all of a sudden the screen goes red, and you don't yeah, know why. Yeah, and all of a sudden half your life is missing. because yeah. they, they, they hit. But that was the first time I remember playing a video game where you could use the enemies to fight other enemies because you could unleash the wampus, oh, cool. and they would yeah, and they would true, attack the stormtroopers, and that true, was. Yeah. So, or, or these snowtroopers yeah, because they're hot. Snowtroopers are very cool. Yeah, I always like the design of the snowtroopers with the weird like. Uh, yeah, they're, they're yeah the long hood. Kind the, of the long hood that's like it's the identical to um the Cobra Commander hood oh, in a lot yeah. of ways, oh, yeah. which I can only assume is <laughs> intentional the, from GI Joe. Those were my favorite stormtrooper, but I think my favorite's the the clones from Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. So, so cool. They look so. I evil. always loved uh the camouflage one. 
mm. with the with the reflective green visor yeah. and stuff. It was very good design. And I love with that one that the helmet's like still white. Yeah, like because it looks like it's just kind of a makeshift kind of thing. Yeah. It's not like it was. He did it himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which I like that a lot. Well, because when you see in the special edition, when you get to see the Wampa, its face looks way different than the one that was used in eighty. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because it looked crappy. <laughs> well, it's Stuart Freeborn who you know made Chewie yeah. and all the creatures and stuff was very slow. <laughs> like Yoda was like down to the wire when they made him because Stuart Freeborn. I don't know if he was just a slow dude or if it just took longer than anybody planned for. But yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not what happened with the Wampa, which he never really finished it on time because <laughs> that guy they were just waiting for him all. Because <laughs> he just did not finish things. Hoth uh, also features, as we've talked about before, my favorite Star Wars vehicle design, the AT-AT Walkers. AT-AT, yes. uh, Sid Mead recently passed away, and they were very heavily inspired oh, yeah. by his wheelless truck design, mm-hmm. which is like it's basically the AT-AT without the elephant body. Yeah, and not <laughs> three stories tall. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, they actually looked giant. Oh, did it? Oh, okay. Photo that was. Yeah. I think it, I think the concept was to like haul lumber or something. So. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. I love the uh, the Hoth base. Um, it's a cool design. I love that it's like there's no heat anywhere, it seems like, because no. even when they're in the base, it's filled with snow. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Well, one of the ideas was um, they were going to make it look like the Rebels made the caves. Like they have like, you know, they like blasted them and stuff. Yeah. And they had more of like a design inside, but then they, they, they went for the, the natural The Shadows of the caves. Empire game really feels that way. Though. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of like, it feels like it's like a board tunnels and stuff. Yeah. Of this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the um, the shield generator design. Oh, that shield generator is huge. It's it doesn't huge. look like it, but there's production panes and the people next to it are tiny. Yeah. It would have to be because it's. Yeah. Cause it's, you just don't see it that Yeah, because it's generating a shield for, you know, massive yeah. military installation. Yeah. And I think the fight was going to have more to do with that. Like, they were going to be protecting it more. Yeah. They did a bad job protecting the shield. Once the walkers got in, it was like, well, we're screwed. Yeah, yeah, they were very prepared for that fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, th- I think if you notice when uh, when Han and Leia are talking in the hallway, when uh, <laughs> which, which I love that, that for some reason Han just decides that Leia's in love with him, and he's just like talking to her about it, and she's like, what are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> I guess he's right, but it's so funny that Han just like, he's just telling her that she's going to miss him and everything, when you're like, I think Han just kind of made this up out of nowhere. <laughs> just like really funny that he like, is like causing this banter to happen between them. <laughs> You know, she obviously doesn't care about him. Um, uh, But it's funny because there's, like, little platforms on the ground that have tubes, which I assume are supposed to be, like, heating things. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure because Leia stands on it when she talks to Han, and Harrison Ford was a foot taller than her. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure they did that to try and level up the eyeline a little bit. But uh, it fits in the movie and you don't notice it. (laughs) I really love uh, C-3PO's look in this. Because yeah. he's more of, like, a bronze instead of, like, a gold, which is, like, really cool. And he's, like, very muted, which I like. I was, like, yeah. it's looked the most in this one. It's, uh, it's very cool. 3PO is consistently a great character throughout every movie that he's in. <laughs> yeah, Kirshner said in this one he really wanted to make <laughs> 3PO just a pain. He said, if you knew this guy and you saw him, you would turn the other way. Yeah. <laughs> you would not want to run into 3PO. Because yeah. <laughs> he's just such a pain. Uh, he's the guy that, like when you go to like a convention or something that you recognize and you're just like, you know, he's going to talk to you and you're just like, yeah, ah, here it comes. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, yeah, three people is quite irritating and people always uh, kind of look how funny three people is. Yeah. He's so funny. And he's just such a pain. He, he is by far my favorite part of uh, episode nine. 
They made him so entertaining. <laughs> like, they put all of the, like... It's almost as if it's like Anthony Daniels seems to be the only one that's really completely dedicated to all of this. So oh, yeah. they we're going to expand his role and give him a character arc and emotional <laughs> moments. And oh yeah, good some of the best jokes in it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so uh, they were shooting in uh, England. I think it was Pinewood Studios. But The Shining was shooting before Empire did. Oh yeah, and there was a fire on accident. Either electrical fire, cigarette, something. And, uh, but the, the driveways were so cluttered that the fire department couldn't get in. So the stage burned down, which was like the first of many things to go bad with Empire. Where, was, um, Stanley Kubrick was just having a bad day and just set the set on he, fire. He just wanted it. to ruin Star Wars. So he just wanted to ruin, yeah. He, was, he just hated the way that movies were headed. And, yeah. Um, so Empire was going to move 64 sets onto nine stages and they had to completely reschedule, like, Two weeks before production, <laughs> because of that, <laughs> which was it's amazing yeah. that the movie ever came out. <laughs> yeah, I know everything was going against this one. Well, it's funny because the New Hope story, obviously, a lot of bad things happened on that. Yeah, it was, it was hell. But you've kind of heard that story before. I, I think with a New Hope, that story happens a lot, and it's either not a success or it is. But with the success that a New Hope has, really is in contrast to the story before it, which which is which is funny. Well, and that nobody believed in that movie, which is just so funny that it's like, I think Mark Hamill was the only person who understood Star Wars. Yeah. I, what was, I like, um, it's funny to see, because, you know, talk about the scene with, with um, Han and Leia, mm. it's when they're evacuating the base. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny to see, like, just them. They're just kind of, it's like, those two characters just can't, because they're the escape together. Yes. In the Falcon with Chewie and 3PO. Yeah. And it's just kind of it's it's funny to see them just like together, yeah. like because there really hasn't been much of anything with like just like that, that's true, yeah. yeah and they're point. obviously budding heads in a new Yeah, <laughs> but like but like there's not a whole lot of scenes with them just sort of together. Yeah. There's really not a whole lot of like romantic interest no. going on. Han has just kind of made this up. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> he's, and so, he's acting like she's all over him and she's yeah. not. But by the time they get into the asteroid field, like, they're starting to, like, get closer to yeah, death. Yeah. So it's like he really did, like, use the force to... <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, um, so to try and cut down on making sets, you know, because yeah. they we're so behind now, they, um... They had the idea of bringing Harrison Ford to Norway because he originally wasn't going to shoot there. So so they had to fly him out there. But his suit wasn't made for the below 30-degree weather. I think they insulated it or something. Just Harrison Ford just making him already miserable, man. Just make him more miserable. <laughs> well, they uh, so they sent a production guy to where Harrison Ford could show up by, you know, the train or helicopter or whatever and then they so, so the only way that they could get the snowplow driver to drive back to them was that they sent the production guy with a bottle of vodka <laughs> to drive him back and then they said uh they said at midnight harrison ford the snowplow driver and the location manager showed up completely drunk and had finished off the bottle of vodka because <laughs> uh. <laughs> harrison ford was i'm here <laughs> then they had to shoot like five hours later <laughs> Said he was a little bit frazzled when he was up that morning, but, but like, he did well. Seems like he's a little bit frazzled throughout most of the filming of this movie. Well, uh, Kirshner said he's Harrison Ford's really funny because he will question absolutely every single thing that's in the script. 
but when it, but when you're shooting, he doesn't. He, he's just all business. And he said that Harrison Ford doesn't bring his work with him. With him, he's not. He is not the measure of his work. And like Mark Hamill's like constantly worrying about every little thing that he's done, and if it does good, and Harrison Ford just works and does his best job and stuff, which is really funny. So we get after they've. After they fled and they're hiding in the asteroid field, this yep. is also around the time where we're, we're, still, we're still on Hoth. Man, we have to get off of Hoth. <laughs> We've been sitting at Hoth for... The, the, oh, the, 55 minutes. I'm going to have to remember. <laughs> there you go. The, 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 there's so much more to happen. <laughs> I can cut this. I can cut that. <laughs> well, you want to get off Hoth? You don't know Oh, is there anything that's incredibly important? Let on? me see. Let me see. I got. I, I've, I have a lot of good little factoids here. <laughs> I put two weeks into that. <laughs> Let me see. Do we do one? Do uh, I guess I have to do that. Uh, I can't talk about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm more familiar with what I wrote this time than last time. So I'm like, it's just kind of coming out and coming out in all these different little spells. Um. Well, a uh, good one was that obviously it was really cold, 30 below. In yeah. LA, so they were able to shoot a lot of it right outside the hotel where the crew could stay inside and everything. And they said because of the wind and blizzard and everything, it would look different every day. <laughs> so it looked like they were in a different spot. It would be impossible to deal with that. Like, unless oh, you yeah. made your own snow set, there's no way, especially no. in Norway. I'm assuming in the middle of winter. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it must have been. Uh, and they said uh, they could only put the, the the equipment out there for like three to four minutes because it would freeze up. Yeah, you couldn't do much in that. No, I remember on the Fang they said the lenses kept yeah kept fogging yeah. up. I mean, you're still in the 80s. There's not a lot of like technology that's going to help you with that at the time. So the Stone Age of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're still. They just recently figured out like Steadicam and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little known fact that John Ratzenberg is in this movie. Ratzenberger. I, I got it right here. I got it right here in this book. Yeah, I know you're wrong. <laughs> we just talked about this before the show. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll start it over again. It's a, a little known fact that John Ratzenberger is in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read a story in the Insider about how he got into it, but I can't remember what it was anymore. So he's in two scenes when Luke is out there and Han's out there too, and they have to close the shield doors. He's the one that tells. Leia that they have to close them, but it's not his voice. I don't know why. And then the next one is right before the battle, and Leia is uh, talking to all the rebels, and the guy says, "Everybody to your stations, let's go." That's also him, but that's his voice, and I and I don't know why he uses voice one time, not another. Especially time. considering his career now is voiceover artist. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they didn't know back then. They didn't know, they had, they didn't know what talent they had. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't sure about that one. The old clip claiming. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, no, he's the C-3PO of Cheers. Yeah, see, I mean, look, he is. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I guess C-3PO knows what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and he knows what he's talking about in his own mind, at least in Cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, he doesn't if, think he's lying. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> know, yeah, yeah. I, I, never, I always wonder about Cheers if he, if he knows he's just making it up or to him if that is the, that is the fact. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, one thing I never hear people talk about is that Vader's voice sounds much different in this movie. Like, it's not as, like, angry. It's, like, much smoother and, like, calmer. Because in the first, and I do hope he sounds pretty pissed off. He's angry the entire time. Yeah, and in this one, he's, like, more cool, which, which makes him scarier and, like, more evil. Yeah. He's, like, more sinister and everything. I, I love it when he, uh, when he chokes the dude uh, over the screen. Because not only is he using the Force and not in the same room, yeah. <laughs> which is cool, but I love the 
Admiral uh, Piet just like trying to like take orders from his from his uh, superior, and he's like also watching this guy just like choke to death and like trying not to look freaked out. They uh they added a silver the Vander's chest plate in this. Why? I don't know. If, if, yeah, if you notice, maybe did, they lose, did, did they lose like did the original suit just kind of? Uh, I don't know. I've seen I've, I've, I've seen the it? original suits. It's still up there. No, it's an original suit, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how many they made. I don't know. Maybe this one to add some definition to him. But if you notice, he's got that. He looks a little bit different Jedi, too. I think they just make a new suit, and it's just like, oh, what did it look like? It doesn't matter. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they always want to make it different. We all know Lucas is always trying to do something a little bit different. Like, with each look of the movie, they always look different, different colors and everything. <laughs> Not trying to go to another desert planet or anything. <laughs> uh, let me see. Rebels get attacked. Um, yeah, so your AT-AT, your favorite. Yeah. My, why, why is that one your favorite? I don't know. I just like it. It's just cool design. It looks like an animal, and it makes no sense that it looks like an animal. Uh, yeah. And it makes a lot of practical sense to have, and especially for, like, a terrain situation. It's like, yeah, they have, like, pro- jet propulsion and hover stuff, but, like, when it comes to something with a lot of, like, like, when you get at the end of Jedi with a lot of, like, weird terrain and stuff it, it's hard to use those speeder bikes in there oh, so it makes yeah. sense to have these walkers that can just sort of step on something you don't have to have wheels they're yeah. got a lot of weight and they can crunch stuff very reliable very reliable and and it's the most effective thing those atat walkers like are super effective like oh, yeah. it just so happens their weak spot it was thwarted. Was thwarted because they some the rebels luckily had tow trucks. <laughs> yeah. I always thought that was very convenient that the snow speeders had tow cables. Yeah, <laughs> and that they have like the guy on the back with us. Yeah, with a rear gunner that can fire the tow or whatever. Because I'm assuming those are those are just repurposed for war, and they're probably like tugs. Uh, or, yeah. or, like they're like or they're like tow trucks. Yeah, would be a sick equivalent, but they've just repurposed them because they are a rebel faction and they can this is what they can get. Yeah. And so they just have to retrofit guns and yeah. stuff on them. And they just kept the tow cable because they're on this snow planet. If you need to pull something out of the yeah. that's been downed in the snow, it would make sense to have a tow cable and tug and, it out of there. And it does make sense if they're making a base that yeah. they would be able to pull stuff. Be able to pull stuff with a ship or whatever. Yeah. So like it like you, when you think about it it makes a lot of sense. It's just it just but like those AT-AT walkers are like super armored, yeah, and cool, like yeah. ships can fly into them, and the ship's the thing that blows up. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, cool, yeah. Like, they wanted to use a tracked vehicle at first, but they realized that with the combination of miniature, but realized that with the snow, turns just, it turns it to the end of the shining. Yeah, the yeah, snow cats. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they were going to use, um, they were going to have to use the stop motion to make them look bigger anyway. Yeah. So they figured they might as well just make the whole thing stop motion. Yeah. Because shooting in the snow was going to be a pain, yeah. no matter what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't going to be a good thing. <laughs> um, oh, so for the snow, they use them. You actually did it to your uh, story, because you told me about what they used for the reference for the at uh, It's down here. <laughs> so it's for the reference. So the reference. So they uh, they also do this with the Tauntuck where they film uh, a rider on a horse yeah. to get how that motion goes yeah. down. And then with the ATAT, they filmed an elephant to get the walking pattern down. Yeah. And the elephant they used was the same elephant that was the Bantha in New Hope, <laughs> just, which I thought was insane. But you know, if you have an elephant connection, yeah, like, <laughs> you, you call, call elephant. the elephant guy. You're gonna call the elephant guy and get the same. You still got that elephant? Yeah, yeah I still yeah. have the elephant. It's only been like three years. Yeah. Like, they drew chalk on it to get the. The, uh, the, like the, the articulation. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's a big word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the uh, the snow was cool with AT-ATs because obviously all that stuff was uh, was uh, miniature. Yeah. And and they used like the King Kong like what they did for King Kong where instead of inserting the stop motion stuff into live action, they just built the whole set as a miniature because that way you can control the whole thing and everything could be built to that scale instead now, of trying to make it look that way. Did they use real snow in the miniature? They used industrial baking soda uh, and <laughs> something I've never heard of called micro balloons. Oh, micro balloons, yeah. Which is tiny glass bubbles. Yep. 26 microns in diameter. I don't know what the hell a micron is, but <laughs> it was written in print, so... <laughs> That makes so, a lot of sense. That's uh, a lot of snow. I was just like, did they like scoop the snow up off of Norway and dump it into this miniature <laughs> just keep set? It, just keep it freezing cold yeah. in there. Well, it's funny when they do stop motion because I guess once you start, you have to finish that shot. Oh, yeah. Because the yeah. lights have to warm up. Yeah. And, you, and it takes forever to get them back to that yeah. level. So, you know, they'll shoot for like 20 hours sometimes. And especially if you're going for something, especially with stop motion. You, you, you remember you, you, like when you watch – those like old Christmas specials and stuff. Oh yeah. Where you always see Terrifying. something where you always see something like some cotton is like really jittery and weird because <laughs> it's just how it is. And like if you're going for perfection like you are in a Star Wars movie, yeah. to have to stop motion, especially with something as fragile as like baking soda and micro beans. Yeah. Like it's gotta be difficult um, to like to like keep that without looking like it's stop motion make, uh, yeah. it, make it look like somebody is manipulating something constantly in yeah it. it only looks weird uh like when the ATT falls and stuff yeah. you'll see it, it kind of looks a little weird but yeah because there's kind of very little you can do about that because exactly yeah you're, you're now getting your hands when it's walking you're not having to necessarily touch the snow as yeah much. but yeah it, it's cool i noticed when uh when they blow up the ATT, you see the snow like fall off the back when the explosion <laughs> happens is like a very cool detail and it is those details that sell the reality of all yeah. those kind of things <laughs> on the, uh, I love the way they fall. I love the way the ATAT falls. Oh, so cool. The way it it's trips like, itself and it just sort of like crumples itself up like a real animal, like has been tripped. And yeah. It's like, Which is not stop motion, they just push it over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kirshner has a good line on the commentary where he's like, you gotta have the explosions. Kids love the explosions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, I don't know if you've ever heard him talk, but he's got a very funny voice. <laughs> very frog like and old man and very loud. I love the uh, the ion cannon. Yeah. Well, I love everything just, like, looks built into Hoth. Yeah. And the Ion Cannon's, like, some kind of, like, EMP thing where it doesn't blow up the Star Destroyer, but it just, like, disables it. Yeah. Which which seems like if you're the Rebels. Or yeah, you're hitting an ionic charge at the thing that's going to, like, yeah. Yeah, you, you don't have the power to blow it up, but you can disable it for enough yeah. time to leave. In, um, in uh, Rise of Skywalker, um, they have Star Destroyer fleet, mm -hmm. and all of them have these big cannons on them. And each and every one of them is basically the Death Star cannon. So every Star Destroyer can blow up a planet in this movie. And so it's like this big cannon underneath the Star Destroyer. So each and every one of them, it's a massive fleet. So like the goal is you either say you are with the Empire or the Final Order or blow up your planet. It's that simple. <laughs> so, like, the planet destroyers. Yeah, so they're all just like now the Star Destroyers are Death Stars. <laughs> Well, um, obviously the uh, special effects on this took a while to make, and they were editing the movie. Yeah. But they didn't have these finished shots, so then Lucas used uh, really simple animation, so they could edit those into the movie, so they'd be exactly what was going to be shot, okay. which was obviously something that was a big deal later with <laughs> previous stuff. Yeah. Which, became, yeah, which they used greatly. Yeah. I mean, now that's like how every movie's done. Yeah. Which is crazy. It was funny thing. This is eighty, and it kind of took a long time for the previous thing to kind of go somewhere. Yeah. Which, yeah. 
I, I guess that makes sense. But, <laughs> but like we said, there's always something that happens and it kind of takes years for it to actually become a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me see. Oh, yeah. And, of course, uh, shooting on Hoth was a great idea. But for the nightmare, for, for the special effects, it was a nightmare. I would assume so. Because you would normally do stuff in space because you could hide the mat lines. Yeah. But in the snow was everything had the yeah. mat lines around yeah. it. Which that's why they did stop motion and things to try and cover it up. Makes sense. Yeah. It's also cool in this movie to see how much Luke has like grown up in the beginning of it. Yeah. Because he's like not like a whiny little kid. Like you can see that Luke is he's grown up much more, and it's cool because he doesn't seem cocky or really yeah. like he's in charge. But he would I don't know what his uh, rank is in this movie, but I assume after you blow up the Death Star, you get a major promotion. <laughs> I think he. I mean, I feel like he's still. It's not commander. Is he commander? Is I don't he? think nobody ever calls him commander. I, I call him commander Skywalker. Commander Skywalker. That's not, that sounds right. I can hear that. I can hear someone saying that when they're looking for. Oh yeah, commander Skywalker hasn't checked in yet. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're like, okay, first but he's you, never there. You, so <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, you came out of nowhere. You blew up the Death Star. You just got some major promotion. Yeah, you did. <laughs> like this, this guy's obviously a big deal. They're, they're not a real military force, so they yeah, can just yeah. give him whatever. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they can do anything. That yeah. Way. <laughs> Um, they could make up a title for him if they wanted. Grand Moff Skywalker. We need you. <laughs> just, call him, just call him GM. Nobody knows what it stands for. GM Skywalker. It's funny. So the shot when Luke jumps away from the snow speeder was done on the day that his kid was born. But they were like, obviously you have the day off in the next day. But if you come and just do this one shot, we can build, tear down the set and build up a new one. So, so then he came in to do it and he broke his thumb. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was like really mad because they had to shut down production because the next thing he was going to shoot was the sword fight. Yeah. And he was really mad because he thought they were going to shoot the sword fight without him. And it's pretty funny. This Mark Hamill being extremely whiny. He's not. He's not mad about like getting hurt on the day his son's being born. He's mad about not being involved in the sword well, fight. Well, yeah, because he trained for a long, long time for it because they did it at the end of the shoot, and so and he got into a lot of shape for it and did all the stunts and. I think he does every uh, stunt in this except for when he falls out the window when he gets sucked in backwards. Yeah. I think that's I think he did everything but that. But it's really funny to hear Mark Hamill being all like bitchy and all like prima donna about it. Trying to throw a little weight he had. (laughs) Both both literally and figuratively. (laughs) I'm going to be the next Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford just watching us playing out just like <laughs> working on his Blade Runner and Patriot Games and Indiana Jones and, <laughs> and all, Luke, the, all those deals and Luke working on Star Wing, Commander 3. Wing Commander 3 <laughs> the Giver probably at this point <laughs> well um, the ATSD was going to be in the movie a lot more they were going to like flank the ATATs to be like their guards but... that's how they always do it like nowadays yeah, and obviously they ran out of time and money and everything. <laughs> well, and it was funny because Lucas wanted to have an emotional climax in this movie, so he wanted to get the big fight out of the way in the beginning. Which is kind of funny when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, so so many of these things I <laughs> don't think of because I don't really have a first reaction to ever seeing them, <laughs> which is really funny. We're getting real close to the bounty hunters at this point. That's, oh, we're, that's, that's, we're nowhere near the bounty hunters. I'm just joking. Yes, we, yes, we are. I'm going to say, stop on this if we're going to stay on top for two and a half hours. I did, so, Carrie Fisher sounds like she was a pain. Yeah. Well, she was on a lot of drugs that uh, wasn't really public till later. Yeah. But she does sound like a cool person. 
Because, like, she went to Norway to hang out with the people, even though she wasn't in any of the Norway shots. Yeah. But, yeah, which is cool. She just wanted to go hang out with them. <laughs> oh, and I didn't know this, but this is the first movie they built the full-time Falcon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because oh. in the first one, they only built half of it. If you okay. notice, it's, like, going into the wall yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, they built the whole thing. A lot of map painting for the Falcon and stuff to yeah. finish the ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they built this one in uh, 16 different parts so they could take it apart and build it in new sets. Okay. Yeah, it's just really cool. That makes sense. This is the hangar where they really? were building in England. People thought they were building a spaceship. I mean, I mean, they were. Yeah, they were. It was intended to fly. But. It'd be funny if they just figured it out. <laughs> yeah. like, and they're like, yeah, we're going to hold off on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they figured it out, and it's like, we can actually make this thing fly. R- Reagan would have been into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you uh, make the real name talking about I guess, uh, well, I, uh, I guess when, um, when he called uh, Star Wars a space program, I guess Lucasfilm sued him, but they, <laughs> but they lost it. They did not want him to call it Star Wars. Okay, so anyway, so they escape Hoth. Yeah. Moving along with the movie, making you happy. Yeah. <laughs> escape Hoth, they're in the asteroid belt. I absolutely love that when Hoth turns the Falcon on and it doesn't work and he punches it and it turns on. <laughs> it's such very, the, the idea of the Falcon, which is your hot rod. Yeah, it's <laughs> very... It's... It's both, he's Arthur Fonzarelli, <laughs> and he's his character from American Graffiti. Yeah, Milner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, no, not Milner. Milner is the... Oh, his character. His I gotcha, character, I gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I love when uh, Vader walks through the snow, like, nothing cooler than Vader <laughs> in the snow, flanked Just, by snowtroopers. Yeah, s- s- black. Yeah. Sorry, so, character, flanked by white around on every corner. So cool. So cool. I love that. It's funny yeah. that Vader was there, like, made an appearance on Hoth. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah. He doesn't he's, necessarily need to be there, unless he, he was so desperate to, to get, get Luke. Luke. He wants to get Luke, yeah. yeah. He wants to deal, deal with it personally. I still like, Luke is like, you gotta go to Dagobah. Okay. And then this is like, oh, there he goes. I'm thinking about it. like, well, I followed everything he said so far. It's worked out great. <laughs> I'm a commander in the Rebel Army. <laughs> I used the Force and now I'm commander. This is great. <laughs> so then we get into the asteroid chase. The asteroid chase is cool. So cool. So cool. Another great Super Star Wars or Super Empire level. Yeah. That, that, that was a very cool uh, one. Yeah. I love it when Chewie sets up the tools. Yeah. And then, then they get hit, and then it hits on the head, and he, and he blames Chewie for it. <laughs> you know, Chewie has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Chewie's not in charge of driving. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, Han's really funny in this movie. Like, not, he's, obviously he's yeah. not telling jokes, but he's just, like, yeah. pissed about everything. Yeah. And it's Everyone, hilarious. He's so angry from, like, till, like <laughs> from minute one to him getting frozen, frozen. in carbonite. <laughs> he finally just shut like, him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though that his like him being pessimistic is used as being really funny. I mean, it's funny in the yeah. new home, but to this, it's kind of taken to the ultimate degree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just really funny. And then let's see, Luke finally gets to Dagobah, which is which is great. Now there was a rumor about Dagobah that I want to set straight here. Everyone always thinks that Luke's X-wings was shot in George Lucas's pool. <laughs> that's not tr- that's not true. It's partially true because the close-up of R2's eye. In the water, and then you see the back of the monster. Yeah. That was shot in the visible. That's it. Just that close up of looking down into the water. That's that was right. all that it was. Wasn't the whole scene. You're like, God, how big is Lucas's pool? <laughs> <laughs> I love, uh, I love when Archie gets barfed, barfed out by the monster. Yeah. And Luke's face just like watching him. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that, was a, that was a good comedy moment for me. And then we then we get to see, get to see Vader unmasked. Yeah. From, from the back. From the back, you never yeah. Yeah, pale and disfigured. Disfigured, gross. Yeah, Lucas said in a, uh, an interview for Jedi that 
that was shot. When that was shot, Luke was, I mean, Vader was more disfigured than he had planned on. <laughs> you know, he didn't want him to be that messed up. Which, of course, they had to deal with in the next movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I know people always, uh, we're always uh, loving seeing Vader unmasked. Well, and it's cool the way they do it, because you see the back and you're like, wait, we're going to see his face? Yeah, no, not, not yet. No, not yet. Have to wait till the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then every action figure will eventually have a feature to just pop the top of the helmet off, even though it's cinematically inappropriate. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I have a uh, Vader ghost toy, and I, th- I think the helmet pops off. No, the head pops off, and Luke's face is under it. Because uh, yeah. it was from uh, the Spartan Empire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what it was. So I uh, found out that the way he made Darth Vader's name was conven- was combining the words Dark, Death, and Invader, which I uh, didn't yeah. know about. Yeah. Because everyone always says the Dark Father thing. Yeah. I guess that's really where it came from. Yeah. It would, it would only make sense for it to be Dark Father if from day one Darth Vader was a Dark Father kind of thing. Like it, yeah, he, he did intend that one. But he, but like, but not to the degree. Like I, I was reading an interview from him at one point, and it was like, well, it's like, it was up and down where I was gonna go mm. with that. So like, the Dark Vader thing never really makes any sense. For yeah. That sense where, yeah. Like it's like if that was because it, it only works if that's the full intention from start to finish. Mm, yeah. And it never was. Like it doesn't until much, much closer to Star Wars becoming a reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Then they're inside the space slug. The space slug. Get all space slug. Which was funny. I guess that scene was supposed to be funny. Is I, it? I guess. Luke, I Lucas was disappointed when the movie was done and it wasn't a funny moment. It's like, I don't know how you make that a funny moment. <laughs> I guess it's the giant the con- space slug. The, the concept of a giant space slug? I, I, I think so, yeah. Which is just like a hand puppet. Yeah, it's like, it's like the least, like believable looking creature yeah, yeah, in the entire yeah. franchise. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think if Lucas shot at it, would have been played for laughs, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently in uh, Revenge of the Sith, when uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin get caught, like in the in the ray shields, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh no, we're caught, now we're going to see Grievous. I guess they got caught intentionally, which I never got that feeling watching the movie. <laughs> I always thought that they actually got caught. <laughs> but apparently that's what Lucas said, so, so who knows? Now we get to Yoda. Now we get Yoda. Which I think is my favorite Star Wars character. It's so good. I love it. Just the idea of this, the most powerful the, being the, the smallest. Isn't okay. there a scene in between these where you, you're you on Darth Vader getting, trying to get Luke and so like, uh, get, hiring the bounty hunters? Is that before? That's, that's coming up. That's coming that's up. Is that, that's I can't remember because I know it's somewhere around here. I know it's somewhere between yeah. Dagobah and the asteroid nonsense. It, it's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah, I got it right here. <laughs> Couple pages later. Doesn't necessarily mean it's in the right uh, theatrical order. No, here, it's, it's, it's not 100% right. But <laughs> just kind of take it by take it by seconds. <laughs> well, uh, Yoda was interesting because no one had really done like a realistic puppet before, and like the whole movie was going to ride on if Yoda was believable. <laughs> because if Yoda failed, the movie was going to fail. <laughs> Which is funny to think about now, because yeah. in the 80s we grew up with so many of these realistic looking puppets. Yeah. And Yoda looks really good. I mean, like, his lip articulation is really good. Yeah. And it's not perfect, but for the time it was. It's, it's so funny good. to like, compare it to the Phantom Menace puppet that was originally in there. Yeah, it looks terrible. And it's like, I don't know what happened. Is it Jim Henson's death, I guess? I don't know, but. like... Yeah, they just phoned it in. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Like, ah, we, we're on the digital. Like, this puppet stuff is just easy. 
Yeah, I don't know how the puppet looks so bad. Yeah, I feel like you probably could have used the original puppet and would have looked better. <laughs> yeah. It's probably falling apart. So. But, but, but I'm sure it looked better. Yeah. Which, yeah, I'm not really sure how that happened. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, this movie looks great. And they obviously they put a lot of time into it. Yeah. Because they really wanted to make it happen. Because yeah. they wanted Jim Henson to do it. But yeah. he was busy. I think he was developing Dark Crystal. I'm not really sure. And then, so Frank Oz was number two. Yeah, so. Dark Crystal comes out in 83. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, and Oz was obviously really interested in making a realistic puppet. Yeah. And he, the reason he did the movie was because he wanted to see how Lucas made movies <laughs> to take notes on making Dark Crystal. Yeah. Since he directed that one. Yeah. So. Oh my god, I'm not sure if it's all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you can just talk about Yoda. Yeah, yeah, Yoda, Yoda, Yoda's, uh, Yoda's fantastic. Well, you guys have got the introduction. It's like you're introduced to him as not as Yoda. No, 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 yeah, he's, he's testing Luke. It's one of those things where I don't know how that played out, because by the time I get around to those movies, I already kind of knew the plot of Star Wars before seeing Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So, like, I knew that was Yoda from the first time I saw it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't know if that was the same way like did people just assume right away that this was yoda and he's just being kind of a butthole or he's not in any of the previews yeah for that specific reason yeah and they don't show him in the previews and they don't show the at-80s i think they do show both but you don't see how big the at-80s yeah. are and you yeah. don't know who yoda is yeah yeah so i, I guess you want to know yeah. yeah but but like he goes to dagobah and this is the only living creature that you come across that's like, true yeah, yeah. I, I it's like i would assume that your typical moviegoer audience would just assume right away that's Yoda. Totally, I don't know yeah. why he's being a, he's just being a smartass <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, like, or you might just think that's how Yoda is. Yeah, I mean, he's like delusional. <laughs> yeah, he's 900 years old. Yeah, <laughs> because it's not that far removed from like uh, the previous Star Wars where it's like Obi-Wan Kenobi and old Ben, you know, uh, <laughs> like, true, yeah. this, like pretending to be somebody you're not because Yoda is in hiding, so yeah. he needs to make sure 100% that this guy's... Yeah, not, not an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> like, an assassin, are you? <laughs> doing the the Marlon Brando. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, that was my Apoc Now line, yeah. but I yoda it up. yoda it up. Which I guess isn't that specific to Apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> An assassin, are you? <laughs> Marlon Brando doing the voice of Yoda was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Looking down somewhat, I have, you would say. <laughs> I don't know if Marlon Brando ever laughed. <laughs> um, so uh, they had Stuart Freeborn make Yoda. And uh, <laughs> it was obviously down to the wire again. And he had a sculpture a, a bit of, a, of his own face that he was working on. So he was like, hmm, I could just kind of take that and make it. So he added the uh, the wrinkles on his forehead to make him look smart. Because <laughs> it looked like Einstein. Yeah. And, uh, and he wanted to give him a mustache. But that would have looked weird on him. So he made his lip look like a mustache. So that was he wanted to subconsciously make him look smart like he's, Einstein. He's, he's got Einstein's hair. Like, yes, with so, like, yeah. white, tufty nonsense. Yeah. I mean, Einstein wasn't really involved. Yeah. It's the same concept of the yeah. sort of eccentric hair. Yeah, that's what he was trying to do, trying, trying to make him look smart. Yeah, it's very clearly Einstein-inspired. Oh, totally, yeah. And they had uh, three people working on Yoda for the <laughs> eyes, the ears, and Frank Oz, of course. And yeah. then sometimes you'd have someone help him with the other hand. Yeah. Well, it's funny when you look at Yoda. It's very common, you know, um... 
Hanson Hanson workshop kind oh, of totally, yeah. stuff. Like that, that, they would do that a lot, especially those more articulate puppets. Yeah. Or like you know the Swedish Chef was. Uh, the hands. <laughs> the hands and the body were independent. So you had one puppeteer <laughs> doing the hands. That's why it was always chaotic. Yeah. And that was the intention. So you would have somebody else running your hands. So you, the puppeteer never really knew what like Jim Henson was going to do because <laughs> he's running the hands. And, you know, so. um, uh, yeah, so um, uh, Frank Oz said that Yoda was heavier than he was working with, so they could only shoot him in small increments. Hmm. Which is funny when... Um, um, with Yoda, because I mean, when you watch now, you can obviously see them cutting around him moving. Yeah. Because Frank Oz can only move a couple steps. Yeah. So you'll see him like in the corner, kind of moving, or they'll uh, cut somewhere and he'll take a step to, to give the illusion of him walking all over the place. Yeah. Because that, I mean, it's done in cuts. Yeah. Done. I mean, at this point, you know, the Muppets are well established in American culture. Yeah. And they're not particularly complicated puppets, and never have been. There's no, no there's very little articulation. The mouths really are just one yeah. direction, and like. You know, even when it's the big puppets that people like inside the suit puppets, the same minor articulation of yeah. mouths and stuff like Sweetums or something. <laughs> but, um, but you know, yeah, he's getting ready to go into film at this point. Yeah. So he's it's it's good recon. Yeah. To work on a more complicated puppet. Yeah, or they're just doing the puppet. Yeah, <laughs> just of doing writing the, and directing. Yeah, you're just doing the puppet, so you have this smaller, more articulated puppet than you're used to sort of fusing. And, yeah. Um, so the reason that, uh, Lucas came up with Yoda's backwards way of talking was, uh, cause he said in the first movie to, you know, like give people some unique way of talking was to give them accents or subtitles yeah. or something. So you wanted to do something more, more dramatic since Yoda was so weird and, and yeah. unique. So he had to go with something that wasn't a foreign language and it wasn't an accent, but it was somewhere in between those two things. Yeah. yeah. And, and he came up with it in Lawrence Kasdan. Went way farther with it, yeah. but Lucas is the one who uh, had the original idea it's, for it's it. It's not too far removed from like the Confucius kind of mm. like ancient Chinese sort of that that sort of vaguely like racially tone deaf uh, uh, Chinese yeah. version uh, of something yeah. like fortune cookie stuff and uh, yeah, Confucius yeah. says kind of jokes and stuff. It's very similar in style, yeah. To that. Um, now, this isn't intentional, but it's very cool because when uh, Luke's talking to Yoda, after Yoda raids everything and eats his food. I just, love the little flashlight thing. That, yeah. That, that thing, I don't know. Very it's, amused by that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny when... Uh, I'd, so like it's, a, I'd like a prop replica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a toy where he has that. <laughs> of course, it's not working or anything. Yeah. Um, but it's cool when he says, you know, you see Yoda. It's cool because Yoda is on, like, the left of the frame and Luke's slash Anakin's lightsaber is on the right. Yeah. Which is kind of cool to see both of them because it's, like, kind of connecting <laughs> I don't think it's intentional at all, but <laughs> but, it, but it's very cool. I guess then they knew that was Anakin's lightsaber, so yeah, it's very cool. And you lose his father's lightsaber, and by the end of this movie, you're given the reveal. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Though. Then of course the Han kiss with Leia. Yeah. Which uh, originally three PO wasn't supposed to interrupt it. <laughs> she was just gonna pull away, and then they came up with that, which went perfectly in line yeah. with 3PO. 3PO. And I love three PO interrupting and not realizing it <laughs> at all. Yeah, just, just completely, just completely oblivious to what's going on, which is so funny. And Han is just so irritating, <laughs> as you would be. I would be. <laughs> and that was the first scene they shot with Carrie Fisher and Anthony Daniels. Huh. It was like their first day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is which is funny. Oh, then we get to meet the Emperor. Yes, we do finally. Yes, 
The yeah. Emperor speaks. <laughs> I I really like that they went back and added Ian McDermott. Yeah. That was I mean the other guy was cool. Yeah. Clive Rebel or something. Yeah. But uh, and his voice was cool, just yes. Yes. Yeah. Gene <laughs> McDermott, McDermott didn't really do, but that's fine. But uh, it was it really uh, kind of glued all the movies uh, together. Ian McDermott, when he's full emperor, is just some of the best like voice work. Oh, he's so good. Around. Even in Rise of Skywalker, like he's just going for it. He he loves it. He, he loves, loves it being the emperor so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. they, they shot that stuff when they were shooting Revenge of the Sith. That makes sense. Yeah, because they're in full emperor mode. So then, and then uh, Yoda reveals himself. Yeah. To be Yoda. Yeah. And Luke uh, hits his head on the uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always funny. It's always. Good slapstick is always appreciated. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I love it when he eats Yoda's soup or whatever and looks disgusting. Yeah, he looks like he's like, they re- like they almost like really did give Luke something, Mark yeah. Hamill something gross to eat. They did. They did. Yeah, it's good. Mark Hamill said it was disgusting. He said it looks good. Because it's all on camera, and it's just supposed to look good, but he said it tasted terrible. I forgot what his description was, but it was really funny. <laughs> I love, um... I remember his description, he just recently described what the milk tasted like, and it was just like, it was, you know, the most vile uh, sort of combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A line I uh, love to use is when Luke, Luke says, I'm not afraid, then Yoda says, you will be. <laughs> and he says it very, very grimly. You will be. <laughs> Uh, let's see where I did the cave escape. Oh, now we get Luke training. Dun, 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 <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Mark Hamill had to get, do a lot of shape for that. <laughs> Which is funny now, like, because him in shape, I mean, obviously it looks like he's in shape, but now they, like, get ripped. Remember the, uh, the Luke action figure? Like, the farm boy Luke action figure from, like, the Power of the Force line? Oh, the Where buff. he's, like, super... <laughs> he looks like the, the, the New Hope poster. <laughs> Where, like, yes. Leia's, like, super hot and leggy, yeah. which yeah. she's not. Yeah. And then Luke is, like, just ripped. Yeah, he's he's just, just, like, his, his chest is bumping out of that. Yeah, his farm boy clothes are thing, and he's just, like, he's got wide shoulders and pegs and forearms. He's like, what's going on? That, that's how Mark Hamill sees himself. Yeah. It's like, that's, it's like that scene of The Simpsons where Homer is looking at himself in the mirror and making his peck stance when Marge is asking him about beer questions. Like, do you, ha- do you have beer hidden around the house anywhere? Do I? And he reaches into the back of the toilet. Do I? <laughs> I love when they do. Millhouse does that. Uh-huh. Yeah. At least one time I love it. <laughs> do I? <laughs> oh yeah, that, and that's also another good uh, good way to show that Luke is not far along in his training when he goes into the cave. Yeah. And he tells them only what you bring with you, and he brings his weapons. Yeah. Which is cool because Luke is not ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> and they bring that back more sure in uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, th- I think my favorite scene in this movie is when Yoda picks up the X-Wing yeah. out of the water. Because yeah. it's just kind of like, it, it, when he talks about the Force yeah. and everything. Because it, it's cool. Because it, uh, it really comes across as like, a, yeah, well, get a load of this, punk. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's cool because he's yeah. talking about how in- insignificant size is. Yeah. Which is cool when he's talking about the, the Force. Judging by my size. Yeah. And then he proves it right then. Yeah. And then, of course, another great line, which is, and that is why you fail. Yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 it's very cool. It's, 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 like, it's kind of the heart of all of it. Yeah, and it's like the like, do or do not, there is no try. Yeah. Is like <laughs> the primo Yoda line. Oh, yeah, it really is. Yeah. 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 yeah which is really Either cool. do it or don't. 
You yeah. just, you're not going to try. <laughs> Lucas said that was a, a theory. I don't think he ever said it in those words, but he said whenever he started something, he made sure to finish it. Because yeah. he said in school, people would always start movies and never finish them. And yeah. for, he was always determined to finish it. So he was like, either do it or you don't do it. And <laughs> yeah. said, that was always just kind of his philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> you're either doing it or you're not doing it. <laughs> um, now, the moment you've been waiting for, the Bounty Hunters. <laughs> the Bounty Hunters make their appearance, their grand debut. Oh, they're so cool. All of them are so different. They're so different from one another, and they all look like varying ranges. Like They get like, like so, it's like, oh, that's cool. Okay, that's terrible. That's great. <laughs> okay, we got the robot. We got the robot alien guy. Yeah. Which I remember the toys that was Zuckus and Forlone. Yeah. But the names were mixed up. And you're yeah. like, wait, why does the robot named Zuckus and the robots, or yeah, why is the, yeah, the robot named Zuckus and the guy named Forlone? Like, yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't Forlone be the robot? Yeah. And then they fixed that somewhere yeah. along the lines. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember noticing that and I'm like, wait a minute, does you got, seem to make sense? You got Dangar, who is the sad looking middle-aged man oh, yeah. that looks like he's like a stormtrooper with no helmet and a bandaged up head yeah 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 <laughs> yeah or like a, a crappily tied turban or something yeah. like, just like <laughs> just like it's like how are you one of the top bounty hunters yeah. he's just he, he, he just he, skill he makes with porn charm yeah he just he's like james bond is just getting with all the girls and getting information yeah like AG88 will just blast his way through anywhere I, but then will i just love the idea of like darth vader Going through like the bounty hunter registry, out, like, want this guy, this guy. Yes, I'll take this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Bobo was originally going to have a way smaller part in the movie. Yeah. But as he kept kind of coming along in development, yeah. Lucas and Kazan were like, "God, this guy's cool." <laughs> and they're like, "Let's give him some more scenes." Like, "Yeah, this guy's cool." Yeah, because he's like the funny thing about Boba Fett is like even with his more scenes, he's also hardly a character in oh, the yeah, movie. Yeah. Well, I like the the same we like about him. They liked about him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he he's just so cool. cool. Because, he's so cool, and they thought he was so cool. Which is funny. Uh, I like IG-88. I, I like Bosk. Oh, yeah, Bosk is cool. Bosk and has really cool. long arms. That was one of the first uh, action figures I had, actually, yeah. for some reason. Well, originally, uh, Bobo was supposed to become a force called Super Troopers. Okay. Yeah, and um, which is like a really high-tech fighting unit. And but then he eventually evolved into a bounty hunter, which they, makes they, sense. They, well, they he brought, became a clone yeah. in Attack of the Clones, so, so didn't lose that original idea. Yeah, like that. Uh, he orders the leader of Cola. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do know. So Bobo's first appearance was not in the holiday special cartoon. Yeah, it was actually at a fair <laughs> in, in San Asino County Fair in 1978. <laughs> Which is funny. There was like him in full costume marching up next to uh, Darth Vader. So dumb. So weird. I mean, they were developing him. Just yeah. I imagine being there, and then you're like, who's that guy with Darth Vader? But like, it's weird. <laughs> like a year it's, after. Star it's Wars. weird to think that they would just like lend out the costume for a county fair because there would have been nothing. It's it's not like Darth Vader where somebody could have made a Darth Vader costume for a fair. Parade. Oh, yeah. They had to give them that costume because there was um, nothing about Boba Fett, uh, or true, at least yeah. give them who they were using in the costume, and, yeah. like, to wear the costume or whatever. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah, because it's not like Boba Fett had been seen yet. That's true. So yeah. there was no way to like make a bootleg of it, mm. or to like have a secondary version on the market or something. Yeah. So that means they got that suit. Yeah, I don't know. From Lucasfilm. Yeah. <laughs> But then, then it's funny that uh, they changed uh, Boba's voice to be like Django's, yeah, they, which makes sense. Yeah. Of course, um, I watched it again a couple weeks ago, and I'm definitely more used to it than I was. It is His voice is cool. 
I, yeah, I, I can't, the, he's no good to me dead line in the original voice is, sticks in my brain, even when it, totally, yeah. even when it happens in the modern versions of the movies and they've changed it and everything, I still hear it that way, mm-hmm. just because that's mm-hmm. the way I remember it's been burned into my brain, and yeah. it's a much cooler line delivery that way. Yes, yes, <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, I mean, story-wise it makes sense that it's Django, yeah. and it doesn't change the movie in any way, yeah. I mean, I hear it in my head, Yeah. It, it makes too much sense for me to be yeah. upset about it. Yeah. And, it's, and his voice, like I said, the more you watch it, the more you get used to it. And it's very cool. And then I love the uh, how they uh, drift with the garbage. I love when the Falcon's getting attacked. Yeah. And instead of running away like they've been doing, yeah. Han's idea, which is to go right up on the ship so close <laughs> so they can't even see it, which is such a great yeah. – I love those like little things. Yeah. That, that's how you beat the bad guys, but yeah. it's something that no one else thought of. Yeah. And then, yeah, then it's cool, and they just drift out with the garbage, which is such a great idea. Yeah. Then, of course, uh, uh, Boba sees right through that. Yeah, Boba's no, Boba's no fool. No. And He's Slave, seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> Slave One is such a weird ship. I don't understand the mechanics of it very much, because it makes no sense that it ha- that it's, like, it, it like flies land. vertically, but yeah. lands horizontally. Yeah, which, which is cool. Yeah, it just it, looks cool, and I mean, what more can you go? That's Boba Fett's whole thing. So. Yeah, yes, yeah. It, it's very cool. It's unusual, yeah. which is great. It really yeah. makes it stand out. Yeah, and then uh, they go to class. It, it it looks like a seahorse in a lot of ways when it's uh, flying. Yeah. When it's flying, it looks very much like a seahorse when mm. it's flying. It's a good good toy back in the day because yeah. it had the handle right on the it back, had the handle, so you could make it fly easily. Yeah, and, and it and it had like counterweights in it, so when you tilted it, the 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 fins oh, would yeah. go appropriately with it. That's true. Yeah. Then we get the Cloud City. Cloud City, which was originally designed for oh, the uh, Imperial new, Prison in prison, New Hope. Yes. We yeah, talked we about that on the last one. No, we did. Okay, good. Yeah. And I will not go into it. Yeah. And uh, Lando was intended to be another Han. Because <laughs> they wanted him purposely to be like Han. Yeah, well, I mean, he is just yeah. smoother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's more Billy Dee Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Billy Dee auditioned to be Han in the first movie. Oh, so man, he, he was, he was in mine. <laughs> so when they needed to cast Han 2. Yeah, they got Han 2. <laughs> Han they, 2 for Star Wars, when too. They got, when they got black on. But. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we need to actually have a black guy in our movie, so let's... Uh... <laughs> like, we got a lot of heat for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's because someone with a... Mu- I really want to see a mustache in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Rebels had some weird facial hair, but we just need a regular, just, nice, from, just a, a 19, showroom mustache. Yeah. Nice 1981 mustache. We need that right now. <laughs> so... I can grow a mustache. No, Mark. <laughs> Mark, no, no, we, we can't even do that. You, you did in Corvette Summer. What's really bad? Yeah. Is that no? It's not Corvette. He has a mustache in something. Yeah. Might be the big red one or something. Yeah. But I remember. Oh, it's the beginning of um, the movie Night Stalker or something. Yeah. I think he has a mustache in that, and it looks very strange. Yeah. It's kind of like when Ron Howard has a mustache. I think it's the last episode of Happy Days. Yeah. And he like comes back, and, and he has it in um, American Graffiti too. Oh, it must have been that same time. Oh yeah, that was another thing. So not only were sequels not a good shoe in, or not a good, not a slam dunk, and Lucas was making a sequel, but yeah. more American Graffiti failed. Yeah, <laughs> that was a miserable disaster. <laughs> Big disaster. Mm-hmm. More American Graffiti is a weird, weird movie. <laughs> it's got like different directors, right? Yeah, yeah, for like each storyline. Like yeah, it's, like shot on different formats yeah. and stuff. And it's Harrison Ford returns as uh, oh he does as a cop. He's now a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alpha, right? Alpha. Oh, I've tried to make sense many times out of the storyline. Like, wait, how long is Luke on Dagobah? Yeah. And how long does it take them to get to Cloud City? And yeah. I just stopped trying. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I've tried to make sense. And then you're like, wait, what about, what about uh, 
uh, what do they call it with the, the that's not the space time continuum. What's that when you're on different um, theory relativity? Oh, the relativity. Yeah. yeah. And like, wait, and then like, I don't think that works out. So <laughs> it's just trying to make sense. Like, wait, is he only training for like, like, are they in space the, forever? The concept <laughs> of the theory of relativity not working in space, where it's that's its sole existence is space, is not. <laughs> not, not, not in the Star Wars world, though. <laughs> but it could. Who knows? But yeah, I'm like, wait, does Luke only train for like a few days, or are they it, yeah, in space it, for like months and months? Yeah, it's it's. It has to be months. Mm. It, it simply just has to be. It, make, it makes then, sense why it, Han's so it irritated. Makes, yeah, it, but, then it, but you're right. It makes no sense for that if he's doing that for months for Han and Leia to really be doing nothing except yeah. milling about the universe oh, until I, they get to the Cloud City. I never thought about this. They can't use light speed. So it would make sense that it took them forever <laughs> to, 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 to get the hot. I, I, mean, want, get the best I want that movie where they have to like go <laughs> to like Beaver. space truck stops to resupply or mm. something to cuz i mean like yeah <laughs> <laughs> be like that scene in the apocalypse now with the playboy bunnies yeah. and they're just buying stuff yeah. i guess they're not buying panama red in star wars but yeah. <laughs> apparently apocalypse now is on my mind han han is just like i, I need some spice and i need some spice now <laughs> He's like yes i'm panama red <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. buying some fuel yeah yeah so I got yeah. Apocalypse Now for Christmas. I haven't got to watch it yet, so it's on my mind. <laughs> you get all you're thinking of is Apocalypse Now. A- Apoc Now. Which we do refer to it as Apoc Now. Apoc Now. That's the official. That's what the nerds call it. Yeah. Apoc Now. <laughs> By nerds, you mean these two people. <laughs> I actually got that from my friend. But, um, <laughs> um, let me see. Um, I don't want to talk about that. Now. <laughs> That's boring. <laughs> yeah. This is just more behind the scenes garbage. Um, so then Luke leaves. Well, yeah, because he's. He he senses because it does not take him long to get from Dagobah to Bespin. Oh yeah, that's true. That's because right. he senses it and then he's there oh, that's before true. it goes down. That's true. Yeah. But he can use light speed. He can use light speed. Yeah. Because he's not hiding. That's true. Yeah, yeah. His, his hyperdrive's not broken on his X-wing. Yeah. <laughs> so he can just get there. But at, at the same time, so we, we, so yeah. So Lucas said he added there is another dad tension that Luke could be killed. <laughs> because he didn't want to make it look like he was invincible. So that's why he put that in there. <laughs> that's yeah. a weird scene where, like, Yoda and Obi-Wan sort of, like, hinting that, well, we got plan B, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Luke wasn't plan B? <laughs> Well, technically, actually, technically, Obi-Wan, you were plan A. So the movie starts off with you being the one that, who's the only hope. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love when uh, when Luke leaves and it's like pitch black on Dagobah, yeah. which is, like, in movies, uh, you know, the moon is just, like, yeah. you know, enough light to do anything, yeah. which which is fine. But it's funny that it's, like, literally pitch black when yeah. he leaves. Just, just, just Yoda and Obi-Wan kind of throwing shade at Luke behind his back is kind of funny, though. There's another. It's well, I used to always think because, uh, like, with the prequels, and you see the real Jedi, and you're like, Luke sucks. Yeah. Like, I mean, Force power, he does suck. Yeah. But it's funny because I always, yeah, I always thought he kind of sucked, but then you realize that he is actually better than the Jedi because going to save his friends is the right decision. Yeah. Like he does the right thing by doing that, which yeah. I never thought about until my friend pointed it out. Yeah. And then Lucas says that, and it's like it, it's cool because you see Luke and Anakin mirror each other. And it's not in obvious ways. Like, yeah. they're put through the same test, but in totally different ways, yeah. which is really cool. But then you see Luke, Luke succeed where Anakin fails. Luke makes – Luke's better at do, doing the moral right. Yes, because Luke's right. Because Luke's, Luke's 
Luke's faith in the Force revolves, you know, it, it's, it revolves around, like, his emotions in yeah. this. Which is what you're not supposed to do. For, yeah, for the Jedi, for which, the is, Jedi. which is why they fail. And, and which is why they fail, because they don't go with their emotions. And Luke's yeah. going with his emotions, but he's got a moral compass yes. that he's not... He's he's not being driven to kill. He's not being driven to like he he learns that. Yeah. And while well, he's on Dagobah too, in particular, yeah, like because you yeah. can't ignore your feelings. Can't, you can't just yeah. teach them to do the right thing. Yeah. And which is exactly what happened with Luke because yeah. Luke loves his friends. Yeah. And he's yeah he's not Anakin where he's all messed up. Yeah, it's not like Anakin where he leaves to go slaughter a you yeah. know a group of um, Tuscan Raiders, Tuscan Raiders yeah. in, somewhere like Luke would never abandon his post to do that but yeah. he would abandon his post to save his friend's life yes yeah because Anakin sees his mom in a dream yeah he goes to save her Luke sees his friends yeah. in the same way goes to save him yeah. it's like cool that's the same but it's yeah. different and but it's, it's not like it doesn't hit you over the head obvious yeah, yeah. I like the most obvious kind of mirroring they do is in Revenge of the Sith when Anakin's fighting Dooku yeah. and the room kind of looks the same. Looks this, like, that's like the most obvious. It's very, yeah, very, yeah, very similar to the, the yeah. Death Star and uh, Jedi. Yeah. Jedi, the Death Star throne room. Yeah, and, and it's cool to kind of chart where Luke goes um, instead of where Anakin goes because yeah. like, Luke goes and does the same thing and he gets tempted by the dark side, yeah. but he doesn't go for it like yeah. Anakin does. Yeah. Which is like you said, because... Luke has emotions, he knows how to deal with yeah. them, and Anakin doesn't, because yeah. they tried to make him not learn that. Yeah, they, they, he was trained to ignore all of that. Yeah. Which and is, so yeah. so he doesn't know how to handle and deal with that yeah. when the time comes, when push comes to shove. Because you could see, like, you know, Qui-Gon is going by emotions. Yes, he is, yeah. He is, he is, he is like, breaking even, all the rules. Yeah, even Obi-Wan. Yeah. By the end of the by the end That's of true, the Jedi yeah. is, is because Obi-Wan has also been sort of seen as a rebel. That's true, him. yeah. Thing and because he isn't he was just, trained by Qui Gon. Yeah, he was trained by Qui Gon. Yeah, yeah, because you can't ignore that stuff. because yeah. it'll come out in other ways. Yeah, Catholic priest, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is really cool. So I never really thought about because I always thought the Jedi were the good guys, which they are, but yeah. they're not perfect. Yeah, which is really cool. They, they, it's the they suffer from the similar thing to like Batman, where their beliefs potentially can cause more damage yeah because they do refuse to maybe make a decision that they should but like because but like you know and uh samuel jackson mace windu yeah comes down to it it's like no he needs to die now which he's right yeah he's right (laughs) he's going against the jedi code but he's right but because he because you know anakin is now like oh so it's okay for you but for me to have any sort of emotions and this kind of stuff yep it's very cool. What's what I love about uh, the old movies is they're, they're black and white, you know, yeah. good, good and evil and everything. And it's cool in the prequels that it's gray. Yeah. Like the whole thing is like what is good, what's bad, which is really cool yeah. in, in contrast to, to these ones. And you get the line of like with Anakin, like, well, in my beliefs, and the Jedi, the Jedi yeah. are the ones that are evil. It's yeah. like, well, they're like they're inherently not the evil ones no. because they're not the ones trying to like enslave, but they're also like go about it wrong. Yeah. They're not evil, but no, they're definitely. No. Yeah, they're doing it's it, yeah. just like religion. It's like it, it inherently isn't evil, but no. people and people in charge maybe have lost sight of what's yeah. important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The intent is good. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. They're, the intent of the Sith is never good. No, that's the difference. No, yeah, yeah. It's all, yeah, it's always that's the bad. major difference. Yeah. It's like even if they think their intent is good, like it's just yeah. like with anything. It's like 
It's it's like with World War Two. Like, hey, he, he really thought his intent was good. It yeah. clearly wasn't. And everyone yeah. sort of unanimously agreed. Like, hey, man, no. <laughs> well, I love that line about Obi Wan because it's so true. Because it's like, yeah, everyone's got their own opinions and everything. And there's, you know, but there is right and wrong. Like yeah. when uh, when uh, Anakin's like, well, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. He's like, well, then you're lost. Yeah. <laughs> like you're wrong. Yeah. You are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> which is really cool. Yeah. Just kind of a funny way to look at it. Yeah. Which is uh, very realistic. Yeah. Star Wars never gets credit for being very realistic. <laughs> but I think is why it strikes a chord to people, because it is so it does hit those deep things that, you know, people deal with in their life and every day and everything. Yeah. Which is Lucas put a lot of thought into that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, so Luke is now making his way back to the Cloud City. Yes. Where he left off. Three PO gets blown up. Three PO gets blown up by a stormtrooper. A stormtrooper. Yeah. Which I never it's realized. Unclear for the most part until like later on where you like <laughs> see it like it's seventh or eighth time. Well, the voice doesn't sound like a stormtrooper. Yeah. And I, I always just figured a fellow robot blew him up. Yeah. When they got older, I'm like, wait a minute, the Empire's already there. Yeah. I guess either a stormtrooper or a, uh, <laughs> a stormtrooper employed robot blew him up. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's just, it's one of those things because C3PO's reaction isn't like, oh no, a stormtrooper. It's yeah. very like, oh, what are you doing here? Mm. <laughs> Which is very weird to be confronted with a stormtrooper. Yeah, and hiding thing, like, in the closet. Yeah, you're like, wait, what it's are you like, doing? Guys, just take off your helmet. No one will know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody says, goodness gracious, I've been shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always really funny. Just Chewie with all of his bits and pieces in a backpack is very good. Oh, it's, it's a so very good. good visual. Oh, it is, yeah. It always puts his head on backwards. <laughs> and and C-3PO is livid about this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like trying to hit him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Then they took me a long time to realize that, too. Them torturing Chewie with sound. Yeah. You know, because he probably has good ears. Yeah. Actually, I guess that would hurt anybody. It's a, it's a dog. Yeah. He's a dog. He's just, right. just put your uh, fire alarm on that drive you crazy, yeah. too. <laughs> I love uh, Vader blocking Han's laser. Yeah. Which you never see those two together. So yeah. it's kind of, you get, like, the two coolest characters. Just this very, just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so cool how that happens. Uh, the, I, the... The scene when they're torturing Han and the bed is lowering into that, it is visually upsetting. Yes, it is. And you don't see anything. You don't know exactly what it's going to be doing. Which is why it's so scary. But, like, it's clearly hot and shocky. Yeah. Like, he's going to be burned and electrocuted and potentially poked. Yeah. And (laughs) Yeah, I love how scary it is, but you don't see anything. And even he's like, oh, God. Yeah, for for Han to lose his cool that quickly is uh, very good. Which sets up one of the the best shots in the whole movie, which is Vader, Boba, and Lando all together. Oh, and Stormtrooper. You get the coolest guys yeah. all right next to each other. Lando, that that traitor. <laughs> hey, Lando does so, the right thing. Lando does the right eventually. thing. Eventually. He does. Well, you look at it from Lando's point of view. The Empire's going to come there, and they're like, work with us to kidnap these people, or we're going to kill you and do it ourselves. So for him to work with them <laughs> with the intent of turning the tables is the right call because he gets to stay it's alive a, and he's able to work within it to help his friends out. It's a bad idea to think he can turn the tables on Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, he, if he didn't, he was going to die. And if he didn't try to help him out, he was, yeah, they were going to die too. So. He could have died with some honor. Yeah, there's a line <laughs> I use from Lando all the time. Again, talking about the Star Wars lines to use that people don't know their Star Wars lines, like at work or something, where people are like, "Oh, can you help me do this?" And you're like, ah, "I'd love to, but I got my own problems." <laughs> Everybody laughs at a line every time I say it, but I'm always just quoting Lando. <laughs> I got my own problems. Anyway, people seem to love that line, even though they don't know it's from Star Wars. 
Oh, uh, another thing uh, took me a while to notice, maybe in widescreen or something, was uh, when they lift Han up after he's been torturing, they throw him on the ground. Yeah. Which people always say there's a mistake in there with the stormtrooper's helmet being kind of lifted up. You're like, <laughs> how is that a mistake? His helmet comes on and off, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny looking, but uh, when they lift up Han on that wipe, he's cut in half, uh-huh. just like when they wipe. Uh, with C three PO after he falls over the Tuscan Raiders, <laughs> which is a good little uh, good little callback to that one. Yeah, which is uh, I don't know if that was intentional, but it was very cool. Now the carbon freezing chamber. Yeah, my favorite room in all of Star Wars. Yeah, that it's, is so cool. <laughs> the fact that it looks cool to begin with, and that's where they also decided to have like the lightsaber yes. fight, is like brilliant. Yeah, the orange the orange glow of that room is yeah coming from below. Yeah. And then on the stormtroopers, so cool because they're white and it yeah. just reflects it, and it's just so cool. Yeah. It's such a great, such a great room. It's funny that it's the carbon freezing chamber because it was really hot. In there. Yeah, because <laughs> there was steam all over the place. Because I, I don't think carbon, I don't think with like the, the concept of carbon freezing is necessarily supposed to imply. It's only implying cold. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Cold. Yeah, yeah, just the word freezing. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's so cold that it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of cold. No, but I absolutely love that room. It is so cool. The orange lights and like the yeah. shape of them and on the steps and stuff. It's, it's just... a really good uh, Lego set of the carbon freezing chamber. Like where, they, uh, where you yeah. can actually like twist it and it like puts Han in there and you twist it again. Oh. It comes up and he's in the carbon. Mm. And it's got the orange, clear orange bricks to go around that things. Was so and stuff. cool. I absolutely, absolutely love that room. And it's like dark and everything. Yeah. It's very cool. It's a very dark set. Yeah, it's like it's, it seems it's, like it you ma- don't really see the room. Yeah, it's, it makes it really like the only lighting in that set when it's not true, obviously, but it makes yes. it feel like the only lighting is coming from that orange lighting. It's so cool. Yeah, everything everything looks good in that room. You can yeah. stage the whole movie in that room, and I would have been yeah. happy. And, and and then you throw the lightsabers in there, right? Oh. Now. That's like you're adding those colors to uh, it, and, and they look so much better in this movie. Yeah, because they've perfected them. Yeah, they I don't it think out. there's any flaws in A New Hope. I think just recently with the 4K version, they finally fixed them in a new home. Fixed all of it. Because, yeah, because they were, like, you know, early on, they were just, like, white and, like, weird angles. Yeah, but a little jumpy. Jumpy. And... Or it's like, and if it was pointed directly at the camera, it sort of lose the effect yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, it, and then, and it then the DVD them. came out, and they got the colors wrong a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, it spit off a little shade. A couple shades is okay. Yeah. But, but by the time you get that mark, they, they look fantastic. Yeah. Um, so another uh, another uh, little story that people get wrong is the "I love you, I know" is not an improvised line. <laughs> it was not an improvised on camera anyway. They, they had a problem with that line from the beginning, and Harrison Ford and Kirshner talked about it, and they're trying to figure something out, and they're just throwing ideas out there on what to say because yeah. neither of them were happy with it. And Harrison Ford came up with the "I know." And, and, <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like something he would have come up with. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and he liked it and everything. And it's funny because that day, for some reason, Kirshner wore a microphone <laughs> on him just, just, you know, to hear what it was like on the set. Yeah. And it happened to be the day. And it's so funny because <laughs> Kirshner had a problem with the line. He Cyrus and Ford first talked to him about it. They came up with it. They liked it. Carrie Fisher heard that they changed the line, was mad that they were working on it without her. And yeah. it's like, it's it's pages and pages of just, you know, the good stuff of that day. And Carrie Fisher was like, wait, you guys are working on the script without me? He's like, no, I just saw Harrison first. 
it's it wasn't anything that we weren't cutting you out of it or anything and then so then like she goes to apologize to harrison ford for being mad at him but then he won't talk to her so then he's mad it's just like this whole thing <laughs> and it's just so funny that it's that day of one of the most iconic scenes of all of star wars and it's like but the, uh, like the, the the whole like i know thing comes from like the same place in his spirit of being like i'm sick I can't do this scene. I'm just gonna shoot the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same. Well, when it's it's so in character. For yeah, Han, for for Hansel, Yeah, right? which is I, I remember just watching a couple weeks ago and he says it and you're like, oh man, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so it's such a Han way because you know Han doesn't want to show his emotions yeah. and everything. It's just but that is him saying I love you too. Yeah, <laughs> which is so funny. Yes, yeah, so and Han gets frozen. Another uh, another great great scene there. Yeah, and the music's so good there. Yeah. Is there like any story at all about like the the idea behind the carbon freezing? Like, is it just like not that I read? <laughs> like, um, it just seems like a really weird choice. A little bit like the, I don't know. Maybe not necessarily weird, but the, like I know I don't know if this is a hundred percent true because this is just from people other than Lucas, but. Since Harrison Ford wouldn't sign a contract to do all three yeah, movies, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah, that they wanted to put him in a place where he could come back or not come back. Yeah, but I don't know if that's totally true. It doesn't seem like a good idea because you're keeping the character alive, like regardless. Like if he doesn't come back, then it's just oh, he's tucked away somewhere. He's still there. Like, yeah, it, you're gonna have an unresolved plot line come the next time around. It would make no sense for that to really be the reason for it. Yeah, well, when you get the Jedi, the jab of the hut scene. Is totally separate from the rest of the movie. That yeah. whole first half an hour, which is great by the way, yeah. is just to get Han. That just is the whole. There's yeah. nothing to do with the rest of the movie. That yeah. is all just to get Han back. Which, yeah, we can talk about that in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So then Luke shows up to uh to Bespin to Cloud City. That's my favorite Luke costume. That all tan. That all tan. It's, the fatigues is so cool. Yeah. I love that. Always the best toy too. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, they always nail it out of the park with that yeah. particular. Like the farm boy figures are never that great, and the yeah. Luke, Luke's muscle chest issue. Yeah, and like even like and you know, Return of the Jedi Luke is kind of boring. Yeah, just, all, just black. Like, all black with this little collar that folds. Yeah, up. I don't know what's up with that separate piece to like cover the buttons or something. I don't but know. That's I mean that's that's like old. That's like mm. old old timey. Yeah. Never understood that one. <laughs> All right, then uh, Lobot, the cyborg. Yeah. Who I didn't realize was a cyborg until not that long ago. It's it's so really? obvious. He contacts him through a wristwatch I, I to activate had, I, him. I thought he had like an antenna on his head. I didn't realize he was all a robot. <laughs> I just, Probably more cyborg than robot at this point. Yeah, he's cyborg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I never thought of that for some reason. It's <laughs> one of those things you see as a kid that just His name is Lobot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. One of those things I saw as a kid just never gave it a second thought after that <laughs> for some reason uh when they did the vader fights they had to get uh, somebody else to fight because originally uh, david prowse did the fighting and so it's like crap <laughs> yeah yeah so it was gonna be more intricate they brought in uh, an olympic um fencer yep oh. two-time olympic fencing guy okay Makes sense. Bob Anderson, but he doesn't wear the helmet most of the time because it was so hot in there <laughs> so if you look you usually don't see him that's, that's yeah funny. yeah which is uh which is super hot yeah, because they said it was just, everybody was really irritable yeah, in that good, room. It's a good, very good uh, fight scene, just all around. Oh, it's so just cool, like yeah. so good. Yeah, like, with Mark. with like some minor force usage and stuff. Because yeah. at this point, the only lightsaber fighting you've seen was um, Darth Vader and Obi Wan, sort of just kind of clanking swords together. Yeah. And Obi Wan giving up. <laughs> yeah. So you know, they go through the list of problems this movie had. Oh, geez, are we are we, are we gonna? 
Because we haven't finished the movie Okay, yet. I can wait, I can wait, I can wait. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Um, so, all right, then we get to The Last Super Fight, which is all cool. Yeah. It's just like, it's, I love how big and open everything is. And like you said, it's like the feels, first fight you really see. And, and also, be, it's like, it's big and open, but it also does feel close quarters a lot of times. Oh, yeah. It yeah. really is very much like an old, like, Errol Flynn style. Mm, yeah. Like, well, I just mean, the sets are so it's so big. It's so yeah. cool, yeah. And then fighting on the bridge is so cool. Yeah. And, all that kind of stuff. I love when they get at, when they break free of the carbon chamber and they're on that bridge sequence. So cool. So good. Yeah. I just I, it's I funny the... to see like like Vader just like oh, well I'm gonna throw this at you and just like oh yeah and Luke just immediately eats it. Oh like, uh, like... <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, and, and I love too when um when their lightsabers are locked and they hit the railing and it just kind of blows up. It's like so cool. Yeah. Just the power of the lightsabers. Yeah, too much energy going. It just blows up that railing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a funny thing. Vader's trying to defeat Luke in the fight, but he's not trying to kill him. Yeah. I guess he is just trying to tire him out because yeah. he doesn't want to talk to him. He doesn't just want to have this conversation that they yeah. have at the end of the fight. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, obviously when the prequels came out, people thought that the I'm your father thing was ruined, which it is. But, but in, in another sense – the Anakin or Vader is, you know, Anakin's dead. Yeah. So him saying that I am your father is him admitting that Anakin is still there. Yes. Which uh, I mean, I remember one time watching him, I'm like, oh, I guess that's. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know if people would actually think that, but yeah. maybe. I mean, if you watch it in the right order, yeah, or the intended yeah. order. Intended <laughs> order. So so, uh, so um, I think it was only four people knew. Yeah, Vader was his dad. Yeah. It was like Lucas, Kazan, Kershaw, and Mark Hamill, and that yeah. was it. Because obviously they didn't want anybody to know. Yeah, and and David Prowse couldn't know because he leaks stuff all the time, <laughs> like to the point where they almost didn't cast him in Return of the Jedi because he just would not ever shut up in <laughs> conventions and magazines and stuff. And the Tom Holland of the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was way worse. So so Lucasfilm started to keep track of the leaks. And uh, Harrison Ford had one. <laughs> Carrie Fisher had one. David Prowse had nine. <laughs> I wonder what the Harrison Ford one was. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> like, well, this part one said a giant space slug or something. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I don't really. The care. most mundane spoiler, but a spoiler nonetheless. Yeah, I know. I wish it would have told would have told us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's a great. Scene. It, it, like I said, I never had a first reaction to that because I don't. I always saw them as one. Yeah. You know. So that's great. I I, I always wondered if. When Luke does that backflip, is he killing himself? Because he definitely looks around and like gets a smile on his face, like he knows what's gonna happen. I don't think so, because if he's he's sen- he's able to sense that he's going to be saved. Yeah, because he because he looks very hopeful. Yeah. He's not like well, I'd rather die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. I think he one hundred percent knows that his friends are gonna save him on this. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess when when he falls backwards off of that. <laughs> the the footage got messed up in the lab and they had to reshoot it. <laughs> Good. There's there's a couple of like cool shots of like that scene like where they sh- where they show like where like Luke there like d- diving into like pillows and stuff. Oh yeah yeah yeah. The floor, the floor is pretty far down. Yeah. But, I mean obviously not as far down as the infinite chasm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a little bit he like gets sucked into that. Oh yeah. I guess you can hear it like you can hear yeah. like the fan like yeah. He knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, he cool. was. He felt confident. He felt confident in in uh, uh, Leia and Lando. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he was in the uh, in the mechanics of Cloud City. <laughs> he was gonna sucked up into something. So then uh, he's hanging by the weather vane. Yeah, which I have a cool toy of that. That's like a <laughs> suction cup. <laughs> he can go upside down. That's, that's good. Then we find out that Leia has the Force. Yeah. 
which I always assumed in the Star Wars world that everybody kind of has the Force, like whether they know it or test it or not. That, yeah. I mean, because it's there, it's in the air, like it's in everything. It's some people, but it's one of those things like you have to be sensitive to it, mm. and just I, like I think you have to be aware of it. Like yeah. I think anybody could develop it. But I, I, I don't know how It's much. unclear if it, anyone can just develop it. Yeah. Because, like, if anyone could develop it, you, Han, at some point, would have. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess I guess we find out with the Metachlorians that everybody has some, whether it's, a, you know, enough to use it or do yeah. any kind of power with it. Yeah. But, like, you know, just, everyone has white blood cells, but sometimes, maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah. when you have too little, it becomes yeah. a problem. Yeah, some of us are diabetic, some of us aren't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. So it's just like, yeah, then uh, I love when uh, the, I love the R2 fixes the Falcon by ignoring everybody. Yeah. It just, like, makes the little thing. Yeah. I always love that, too. And, yeah, he, he says, uh, you know, an, another good example where you hear R2 beeping, and then he's like, <laughs> he's like, the city central computer told you, R2, do you know better than just a stranger? Yeah. <laughs> or a strange computer. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds so funny. And then, uh, There's something, like, R2, like, kind of maybe vaguely flirting with uh, computers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I love that when the the Falcon takes off and Piet looks like he's terrified that Vader's going to kill him. And Vader yeah. just kind of looks back and forth and he's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> he just walks away, which is great. You gotta talk about the uh, when Vader does the "No, I am your father" scene and Luke <laughs> losing his mind. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> just absolutely losing his mind. Yeah, and his hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't mention that but at that point, he was <laughs> he didn't care about the hand. And then, and then special edition when they cut in that scream when he jumped. Man, I never understood that. I that mean, was bad. They, they added it in, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess you would be terrified. Yeah. And then they took it out, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes more sense, <laughs> especially if he knew what he was doing. I remember one of my brother's friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one of my brother's friends said he hated that scream. He's like, man, what happened to Luke? And I was a kid, and you just like jumped off and like took it like a man and everything. He's like, that just ruined it for me when they added him screaming. Yeah. I, it was a bad scream. That's the major problem of it. Like, it's not yeah. a good scream to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is like he's terrified. Like, like you said, yeah. like if he knows he's jumping. Yeah, I can see that. You kind of have to go there to be like, oh, that was a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> just like adding the 357 gunshot sends a Leia's blaster yeah. for one scene. One scene, and that was bad too. <laughs> yeah, and then they took that. Out. Okay, we got it. Now that was you're right. You're right, everyone. You were right on this one. I'll take this one and this one out. <laughs> it, it, it is funny with Lucas because man, when you read his rough drafts, they are they are uh, all over the place, and uh, yeah, he, he knows yeah. what to take out. He, he goes there, and then he realizes that it's not a good idea. I do like. Vader's like looking around at the end of that, like <sighs> and he just walks away. He just he knows they're gone. they're yeah. lost now. Maybe he uh, maybe he feels better about getting the the weight off his shoulders of yeah. telling Luke that he's his dad. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> got that taken care of. <laughs> Check that off my list. <laughs> yeah. He's got his bucket list. His Vader bucket list. His helmet bucket list. Yeah. Freeze, freeze, man. <laughs> Reveal myself to son. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Or, yeah. Reveal self to son. <laughs> Daughter? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah, I love when uh, Han is wearing Luke's, uh, or Han is, Lando is wearing Han's costume. Yeah. yeah. Which is literally uh, Han's costume from A New Hope. Yeah. I mean, literally, he's wearing yeah. those exact clothes. Yeah. And he has a button all the way to the top. Yeah. Show that Lando's more mature. <laughs> um, so it's funny because that ending there, so they're in the Falcon, and then Luke and Leia are standing over there. 
So there's three shots that they added into that to show exactly where the Falcon and where Luke was. Yeah. And they added that late after the 70 millimeter release. And they had three weeks to add shots and add them into the movie. Because, uh, yeah, Lucas said it was confusing and he wanted to add it. So I, I, three always, weeks. I always like the scene of them, like, when he's getting his robot hand. Yeah. Where they're, like, messing with the servos and stuff. Yeah. And stuff. It's a very cool, well-done practical effect. Yeah. Uh, Kirshner said he wanted the kids to know that Luke still had feeling. Like, yeah. he, he wasn't a robot. Yeah. So he added that it, he wanted it to look like it hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, so Luke yeah. wasn't a robot. Yeah. Which is cool. And yeah, he loses his hand and Anakin loses his arm in the their middle chapter. Yeah. Which is cool. It's the same? It's the same one. They're right? Yeah. They're right. right. Yeah. Both right handed. Actually, Hayden Christensen's left handed. <laughs> but uh, he plays Anakin as right handed. If you notice. Now, it's funny, people always say the Empire's funny because it doesn't have an ending. It ends. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it result Like, Lucas said they worked really hard for. Um, for it to have an ending, but the 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 resolution doesn't end. You know, yeah. like there's still something up in there, but the movie does in fact end. Yeah, it it would have been the movie, like the franchise ending there would have been miserable. Yes, yes. But I mean, you feel satisfied at that ending, like do yeah, you though? <laughs> I mean, Han yeah. semi dead. Yeah. We got a big revelation that goes nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like Matrix Reloaded where you just like just, it's just over. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Lucas worked really hard for this to work on its own, which is really cool. So yeah, I mean, I thought that worked out very well. Of yeah. course, I you know, didn't have to wait three years for that. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it does feel like it resolves. Like yeah, I mean, there there is an I ending mean, there. There's no, there's no resolution. It doesn't yeah. resolve. It yeah, does it, just yeah. The the story ends with where it naturally ends. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just. There's no res- just you know there no, you can't say there's a resolution there because there isn't. One. Yeah, not a resolution, but I feel like it has an ending. <laughs> I feel like most of the movie resolves, but then there's the opening there, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. If we, so we talked about that. But, uh, yeah, Lucas is a producer. All right, now you want to hear the troubles that this movie went through? We might as well. There's a in for a penny, in for a pound. We did three hours on the last one, so we're doing pretty good here. Yeah, <laughs> good timing. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We're flying through this here. Okay, so production went 76 days Ooh. over. <laughs> on There were 76 days over on the day that they were supposed to be done. <laughs> so 76 days after this is... So you hit your final day of what you were expecting, and it went another 76. Um, what do I see here? Oh, no, no, they were scheduled for 76 days, and on the day that they were supposed to be over, they had 26 more days to go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, which is a lot. And then, yeah, Mark, Mark hurt his thumb and everything. So um, so Fox, everyone was mad at Alan Ladd Jr. for giving Lucas the deal <laughs> the deal that he gave him, um, even though they were going to make millions off of it, of course. Yeah. But he got into a big fight with them, with the, with the board of directors, and he stormed out, and he told them that he quit. And then, which scared Lucas because Alan Ladd was the only person helping them out yeah. in Fox. And because they had someone watching them and protecting them. Yeah. And then they went from 26 days over to 30 days behind. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, because Kirshner worked really slow because they were like, just direct. Don't worry about any of the behind the scenes, the business stuff. Just do that. And Kurtz, Gary Kurtz was the director, was the producer. Yeah. And he didn't pressure Kirshner at all. Yeah. Because he said, when you tell him he's got to hurry it up he slows him down even more because <laughs> he tries to cut stuff out which just makes him hang out <laughs> hang out and work on it for even longer and then they were starting to lose people in the crew because they were only contracted for so many days so people were starting to leave the production wow 
Then there were 33 days over making. <laughs> so they were at 90 days. And then they had to like go through Luke's training montage and cut out stuff that they knew wasn't going to be in the movie <laughs> because they just kept going and going. Um, uh, let me see. And then there were 52 days over. <laughs> I know. And then they fired – well, they didn't fire Gary Kurtz as producer, but he got bumped back <laughs> because he wasn't pressuring Kirshner and he, they thought, they kind of thought it was his fault for not turning the flame up on people and getting this production to, to go smoothly. And, um, yeah, so then, yeah, then they obviously needed more money. Yeah. So they, <laughs> so they had to go to another bank. Yeah. And get a different loan <laughs> that would, yeah. That Again, would, this is all very much the Walt Disney story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They had to do that constantly. They were constantly in debt to the Bank of America. Oh uh, yeah, this one the, originally it was the Bank of America, and then they went to the like the first Boston Bank yeah. or something. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. So um, yeah, and so they had to refinance the movie halfway through with a different bank. They had to switch banks in about ten days, but they were willing to put in. The bank was willing to put in an extra five million for huh. a total of thirty-one million dollars. <laughs> um. Yeah, and they had to bring in a, a guy from the First National Bank of Boston to show him footage of the movie. <laughs> yeah, show, yeah, yeah. Show him that it was working. And Fox was, had to get a little bit more money out of this, but they didn't get any um, any more rights, yeah. which is all Lucas really cared about. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, Empire was budgeted at $8 million, and it went to $10 million, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, yeah, then they started shooting with $20 million, but then they went scheduled to $25 million. Yeah. So it just kept growing and growing. And, um, yeah, so anyways, yeah, they just said, oh, so the, all this stuff was going on the whole time. And just <laughs> like, not only was there a whole lot of risk here, but it was just like, it kept growing as the production went on. Yeah. And Kirshner said, uh, Lucas was great because he didn't pressure him at all. And he, you know, he wasn't like looking over his shoulder, like micromanaging him yeah. or anything. And Lucas did have to come in and start shooting stuff. And he had to get literally. It. He yeah. pulled a gun out and started. Talking. Yeah, started, he pulled a uh, William Friedkin on the Exorcist set. Like, right. I guess he would shoot guns with blanks. Oh. but he would do it just to scare the crap out of people. Yeah, he just sure. randomly would shoot a gun yeah. to keep everybody on edge. On edge for their spooky movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very creepy movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. Actually, I just read the book a couple months ago. Which is really, oh, really good. good. Yeah, the ending kind of sucks, though. Eh. They don't really explain what happened. It just ends, and you're like, what? Well, it's because you're just supposed to assume what happened this is exactly what it played out as in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the movie, it makes a lot of sense. So they, they were editing Empire footage as it came in because they wanted to cut down on the post-production time. <laughs> sure, that worked out well for them. Yeah, it actually did. <laughs> well, like I said, they had to make the animatics and stuff to, to make it so they could edit something. But... um. Uh, yeah, because Lucas didn't want to shoot and then wait for like six weeks. Yeah, I mean, you know, for them to be done. So doing it this way, they were six weeks ahead of schedule. So yeah. that's when from the when they were done with production to done editing the movie. So so that they shot eighty hours of film. Since it's two hours, they shot forty hours for every one point eleven setups a day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was just crazy. So the budget overall was twenty three million. Yeah. On that, which is. Yeah, nineteen eighty dollars. Yeah. Oh, twenty five million. I'm sure it was. I'm just going on. Oh, okay. This is what I, 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 who, know, who knows if I messed that up? I mean, it could be anything because some some budgets kind of 
fluctuate depending on source. Yeah. Because sometimes they take into account other things. Oh, marketing and marketing stuff. Marketing or something. Yeah. You never, never really know. Okay, as I said, it had a rough cut a week after shooting was done. Wow. Yeah, so we wanted to save six weeks. Yeah. In the editing and was able to do it in oh, a wow. week. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, so they did 11 setups a day. Wow. Okay, I got that point, Rock. So so for every two hours of footage they shot, or they shot for every 40 hours was one hour. <laughs> one hour of footage, which was crazy. It's crazy. And 11 setups a day. When when you get to the prequels, they were doing about 50 setups a day. Huh. Yeah, which is, I'm sure the digital yeah. one had something to do with that. And the fact that it was blue screen, so you didn't actually have to make all the sets and everything. <laughs> which would be nuts. So what would you get there? Oh, I was just looking at the movies of the 1980s. 1980. All right, what do you got? Well, obviously we know what the highest grossing movie of 1980 was. Annie Hall 2. Annie Hall 2. Woody Allen Back with Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> Woody Allen with a Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> Annie Hall Harder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, which, which most people don't know that. The Die Hard 2 literally is called Die Harder. Yeah. It is called Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Yeah. I guess most people forget about Die Hard 2, as they should. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, and obviously number one was Empire. Yes. It made domestically, it made $209, 000, or $209 million. It made, 500, it's made $550 million. Yeah, so it would say it cost $25 million. Yeah, $25 million. Yeah. $23, $25 million. Which was, uh, no one expected that. This was a year Fox, the top two movies of the year were both Fox movies. Wow. Number two was uh, 9 to 5. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, you have. The Dolly Parton movie. That's where the song came from. Oh, I know the song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> because I've heard of it. Yeah. Minute. Number three is Stir Crazy, a Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movie. Uh, okay. Uh, number four, Airplane. The first one. Oh, yes. yeah. The good, the good one. The good one. Airplane, the good I, I, one. I love Airplane. Airplane one is so genuinely hilarious. Still to this day. Even outdated. Oh, yeah. Like, and stuff. It's still really funny because a lot of the jokes just land as good jokes without yeah. any much pop culture reference. So funny. Some of it does, but, yeah. I'll, so, so funny. I'll always laugh at people lining up to slap sense into that great lady going, losing her mind. <laughs> I, was, I always love it when he, uh, he's like, that's when I developed my drinking problem. And he drinks and just misses his face. Yeah. That's his drinking problem. But he uh, can't drink, right? Speaking of uh, hit sequels. Any which way you can was number five this year. <laughs> I mean, is that sequel to the Clint Eastwood one? Yeah, it's a okay. sequel to Any Which Way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six, Private Benjamin, which is a Goldie Hawn movie. Uh, number seven, Coal Miner's Daughter. My birthday buds with Goldie Hawn. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so Coal Miner's Daughter, the Sissy Spacek, Tommy Lee Jones, Beverly. Uh, okay. Beverly Lee Jones a lot. Yeah. Huge hit song. Just uh, go with it. Another hit sequel. Of this year, 1980, year of the hit sequels, <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit 2. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Competing with Star Wars yet again. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Blue Lagoon. <laughs> Not Return to Blue Lagoon. No. And number ten, The Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. Still haven't seen that. It's crazy. I don't know why. Picture of the Year was Ordinary People. I know that title. Um, it was a Robert Redford directed movie. Oh, okay, okay. Um, best actor was our boy Bobby D. Bobby D. Bobby De Niro for Raging Bull. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. He got, he got fat for that movie. He did get fat for that movie. If, if, if you lose, he got out of shape for that movie. Yeah. I think is more. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty, he's pretty chubby then. Yeah. If, if you get fat or really skinny for a guy, then then you're probably gonna win. Yeah. And if you're a girl that's really good looking and you go ugly, then you're gonna. 
Evelyn. <laughs> Charlize Theron. Yep, that, that, that's first, what it always is. First name. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's funny because when Empire came out, the country was in a recession. And in its first five weeks, made $65 million. Wow. Uh, the gods must be crazy oh, yeah. uh, in terms of worldwide gross revenue was the second highest grossing movie of the year. Jeez. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. So in three months, Empire had made its money back. Which is <laughs> insane. Oh, this 1980 is when Alfred Hitchcock died. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. He died very shortly. April 29th. Very just recent, just before the Empire came out. Oh, just before. This just, just after. The, the yeah. shock of finding out Darth yeah. Vader was his dad. Yeah, killed <laughs> Too much for Alfie. No, no, he, nobody's ever created such a plot twist. I don't know if I can keep going. <laughs> you just felt that after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, that would come Hitch. Oh, and one of the biggest box office bombs of all time came out in the Ishtar? Nope. Heaven's Gate. Oh, yeah, Heaven's Gate, yeah. I, I've yet to see that, but I really want to. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. It's long, yes. but it doesn't matter. It's a pretty good Western. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, I, you feel bad for um, uh, Michael Cimino's career because yeah. that movie destroyed it after having a massive success on his hands and then never able to make it. No, and, and that movie killed the Hollywood that I love, which yeah. is letting a director make the movie. Yeah. And after that... Studios did not let directors make their movies. <laughs> yep. Kind of took a while for that to completely take over, but that is the movie that sealed it. <laughs> Just looking through the uh, other movies that came out this year, you can keep going through your facts and okay. find something we got. Well, the one I love for those of us that live in Washington, Empire was played the longest in the theater in Seattle <laughs> for 61 consecutive weeks. So sixty-one weeks. That's we have geez. we have that we have that honor. Yeah, over so, yeah over a year. Yeah, <laughs> the UA Cinema one hundred and fifty. <laughs> okay, so I think most people know this story. Where the Directors Guild fined Lucasfilm twenty-five thousand dollars for not putting the director's name at the start of the movie, <laughs> but they couldn't sue Lucas because the movie was made in England, and so they were following their union rules. But they let them do it on A New Hope because they didn't expect that expect that movie to do anything. <laughs> But since they couldn't touch Lucas, they went after Kirshner and tried to find and tried to find him twenty five thousand for not putting his own name. In yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so then Lucas paid the fine for Kirshner and left the guild because <laughs> they yeah just God they're just so greedy. Now here's a couple of big releases: uh, Caddyshack and Cannibal Holocaust came out in 1980. <laughs> I did not like Caddyshack. I like it. I tried. It was just <laughs> I don't know. It was just too goofy, too goofy and not goofy enough at the same time. <laughs> Either one to be really goofy or not goofy at all. Well, so an, another cool thing was Lucas... Dress to Kill came out. Oh, I love Dress to Kill. Even though it's just 80s psycho. But, yeah. But it's great, though. Um, so Lucas was super interested in the psychology of kids. Yeah. Like, he was really interested in that, that like, how they would perceive the story. And, he, you know, he wanted to make it so it reassured and gave them hope for the future. You know, and then hold out a... Pro- <laughs> I messed it up. <laughs> he wanted to reassure them and give them hope for the future and hold out promise for a happy ending. Yeah, but uh, as opposed to the other movie that came out in 1980 that did not give uh, the youth of America a happy ending, Friday the 13th. Chop <laughs> <laughs> the youth down on its prime. Yeah. Got Kevy Bakey in that movie. Yeah. Uh, the Fog came out in 1980. Ooh, I love The Fog. So good. So much better than The Mist. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do this again. <laughs> We've already done this. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Flash Gordon came out. Oh, yeah. Love Flash Gordon. Ooh, Gamera. Gamera maybe came out this oh, yeah. year. And, uh, and Lucas wanted to you know, show kids that a rewarding good life is, is one 
you know, we have to, you have to work hard for it. It doesn't just come to yeah. you. It's just yeah. like, which is cool. Cause that was his intent always was to, you know, help kids out and update the fairy tale and everything, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah, because oh, he's the Neil Diamond, the jazz singer, came out in 1980. That movie? Yeah. Paul Paul Simon also did a movie that I think he's just supposed to be absolutely awful in it. Yeah. Called, called One Trick Pony. Yep. Which I guess he is. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was uh, he actually went out with Carrie Fisher for a while. He did. I think it was. I think it was like late 70s or something. <laughs> but Carrie Fisher went out with everybody at some point. It's funny with the yeah no the jazz singer is the remake of the old. Movie, the jazz singer so uh, but yeah. it's not really a remake because it's more like a modern version oh, of the yeah, jazz yeah. singer starring neil diamond and Lawrence olivier <laughs> top and uh yeah. different different sides of the spectrum it's always funny when you see like it's like like Lawrence olivier is considered one of the greatest act living actors to ever live yeah and it's always funny when it's like because we were just talking about it the other day where they're remaking Rebecca yeah. for Netflix. Yeah. And the Lawrence Olivier role is going to be played by Army Hammer. Yeah. Which is like, that's who you, that, like, is it that's the best you could get? Or you think that that is like the same wheelhouse? Yeah. Lawrence Olivier, or it's like, why bother? Just get who we can. Because yeah. we're not going to, we're not going to match uh, Lawrence Olivier. So yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Lucas said that he was aware that kids weren't hearing myths from their parents anymore. <laughs> it was like bedtime stories and stuff. Yeah. So he wanted to give them the myth because he said fairy tales and religion are all made made to give us a moral anchor. Yeah. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Star, Star Wars uh, becomes a religion. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's very true because uh, growing up, I definitely did do a lot of uh, what would Star Wars do? What would Star Wars do? <laughs> definitely, definitely. I don't want to. You don't want to disappoint Yoda. No, I definitely don't want to disappoint Yoda. He knows everyone. <laughs> he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> He's the uh, Santa Claus of the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> uh, I guess there was an animated Return of the King. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They, I think they made The Hobbit. Then they made Lord of the Rings, which was Fellowship of Two Towers, yeah. and then Return of the King, which is probably how they should have done the movies because nothing happens in the Two Towers, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's longer than the first one. <laughs> but nothing really happens in that movie. Oh, Superman two came out this year. Uh, yeah. Again, massive sequel. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. anywhere near. Obviously, not a top ten movie of the year. Came out that year. Came out oh, yeah. in 1980. I, I guess the Superman they were going to shoot. Well, they were shooting one and two at the same time, but then you know, obviously, they were putting a lot of money into it, and they didn't know <laughs> if one was even going to be successful. So then they then they were able to. Um, they just quit shooting and finished the first one, and then they released it. And then, of course, we uh, then Richard Donner got fired. Yeah. Then we ended up getting the Richard Donner cut. In yeah. Mid two thousands. We did. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah, it's cool that we ever got that. I don't remember seeing the second one. I don't remember what it's like, so I don't remember yeah, what the difference. I definitely were very familiar with the second. Oh yeah. Oh, Xanadu came out in uh, nineteen eighty. I remember Phoebe what? from Friends loves Xanadu. Xanadu. <laughs> Which she would. Uh, it's a long running beef with. My family, my, my dog loves Olivia Newton-John music <laughs> because, like, to, we used to turn up music, like, the new music channel on the tele, on the cable box. Oh, yeah. And we just go to, like, find a channel, and, like, he was mesmerized when Olivia Newton-John <laughs> song came on. And it's like, I, Let's see, I'm, I just want to know what came out around uh, Empire. Empire. Yeah. So, Empire, May 21st. So, May 9th, Friday the 13th. There you go. May 16th, uh, Fame and The Long Riders. The Long Riders. These are all movies that when you say them, I see the covers. I don't think <laughs> like, I, I know The Long Riders, maybe not you. It's a Stacey Keach movie directed by Walter Hill. I do know what it is. I've yeah. looked it up. The 21st uh, is um, Empire Strikes Back, obviously. Nothing opened with it. Oh, jeez. 
uh, May 23rd, a movie called Carney, Carney. which um, is a Gary Busey, Jodie Foster movie. <laughs> I, I watched uh, Lost Highway recently, yeah. and Gary Busey's in it is the <laughs> really supportive, really nice dad, which is like a funny, funny role to see Gary Busey. In. Uh, He's not weird or anything. The Gong Show movie opened May there was 23rd. was a movie of it? I guess. And May 23rd, 1980, The Shining. Ah, so yeah. the so Shining opened a week after Empire. The movie that dicked Empire. The movie that screwed Empire over. Yeah. Maybe that's why I didn't watch it the last time I watched it. Or maybe that's why I didn't like it the last time I watched it. I, I knew <laughs> I knew the implications it had on Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling Lucas's pain. And then May 30th, Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, and Don't Come Back. Classic animated <laughs> Charlie Brown movie. So I also do have another uh, rumor to set straight about the Yoda – or not the Yoda. Uh, yeah, I keep messing up everything today. The Boba Fett that fires the missile in the back. Oh, yeah. So people always thought that, you know, you could have owned that at one point. It was only a prototype. <laughs> it was a prototype. <laughs> I think there was two of them made. And um, there was a Battlestar Galactica toy, Star Wars' greatest enemy, <laughs> and had a firing missile on it that a kid <laughs> choked on and died. Yeah. So then they quit production of the Yoda one. Boba but, Fett. Yeah. You said Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so, because so, on the toys, uh, there was a sticker, and it was like, oh, get this Boba Fett toy, and it has a firing missile on it. Yeah. And, but then they had to change it, so it came with this little piece of paper that said, oh, I know we uh, said that had a firing missile, but, you know, it's been proven a hazard, so <laughs> hopefully you're not dissatisfied yeah. with those anymore. It's funny to see, like, um, how, like, Lego handles some of the projectiles in modern day because they have <laughs> you said projectile to stop vomiting yeah because like they there's like different ways they do it because they do have like little these little guns that use that fire the little round bits mm. and those don't really do much you just push a button and it just sort of uses pressure to just pop mm. it out they do have spring-loaded missiles that have some oomph to them when you said the word pressure i read it right here nice <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. I remember having the little like rubber darts that were like orange. I think uh, I think my Batwing toy had them, and you could shoot yeah. those things. And, Old Nerf which, guns, which of course got like... lost very oh, very yeah. early. And they also have these like missiles that you just sort of like flick. There's no spring motion. It's just oh, yeah. there's just a little bit of tension because it's the exact same size as the sitting that it goes into. Mm. So, but but it, because it's a little plastic, it kind of folds in just a little bit. So when you flick it, it gets a little pressure behind it. Uh, but okay. like, yeah, projectile toys have always been uh, an issue for toy manufacturers for decades. <laughs> and I, I think that's why when they eventually made the uh, the mid '90s Star Wars action figures, I think that's why the lightsabers were so long because they yeah. were like almost as tall as the figure. Yeah. I think so they wouldn't be a choking hazard because yeah. if they're like above a certain length yeah. you like can't swallow them or yeah. something. It would seem like that'd be more of a choking hazard. You would think. Because it's narrow, easy to swallow and easy to get sideways. If it was smaller it wouldn't like, you know. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you. And what a good way to wrap this one up I think. We'll end on this one Mr. Scott. <laughs> and we were saying that way before the office ever did it. But until then, you know, I never know how to end these. Never will. Yeah. Never will figure it I out. I could keep rambling forever. We could. It's The Empire Strikes Back. There's so much you could talk about with yeah. The Empire Strikes Back. Yes, there is. Like, we could just talk about our favorite scenes of the movies and never be over with this. That's true. Yeah. This one, luckily, is under three and a half hours, so. We don't need to keep going and going and going and going and going and going.